Great evening, everybody. How's it going? Great evening my, to you all. My shirt looks kind of white, off-white in this. That's kind of crazy. Okay, let me see. Sometimes our chat just shows up and sometimes... It doesn't. It doesn't want to show up. And this is one of those times. So let's see if we can get some stuff going. I am restarting my computer because it is having a moment. Sometimes it just kind of pops up. Maybe if I switch to Jordan. Hi, Jordan. Oh, there, we there go. it is. See, I told you sometimes. Oh, it's not yeah, there. It's Where? Which one is the chat here? Chat SL. Okay, that should be. Anyway. Anyways. It might choose to come back. At some point or another, but how's everybody doing? Welcome, if Jesus you've never been here before. Nice, we got a lot of people in We're here. We're happy to see you. Yes, this is a little bit different. Usually, Tuesday nights, if you are, have stuck around with us for a long while now, we do uh, apostates off topic. This is not one of those nights, obviously, because uh, we're going to be talking about something else, but if you would like to do the apostates off topic thing. You've kind of missed a lot. Lately, we've been watching The Mormon Bachelor and reacting to that. And this week, last week we watched the finale and this week is going to be our wrap, wrap, wrap up of uh, where are they now and are they still Mormon? Uh, so, Because all I do is make PowerPoints lately. Yep. Jordan is <clears throat> becoming Olivia. Shout out H3 Podcast. Um, definitely loved, we were not ad addressing chat like almost the entire time, but I was watching it go up the screen, looking at John or whatever we were looking at at the same time, seeing a whole bunch of the No Garmy Army in the chat yes. on the Mormon Stories podcast stream yesterday. It was so good. It was awesome. We really appreciate the support. Um, John had mentioned at the top of the show that we were simul streaming um, but we didn't get that set up beforehand and he was like, oh, I thought we were doing that. He was kind of misinformed with some of the people that he's collaborating with. Uh, so it's not his fault. Uh, we just didn't set it up. Um, so it's all good. You can watch it over there. Let me link it actually. So people can get there. If you're wanting to watch that later. I am pulling up my slideshow. Mormon stories podcast, baby. For you all. It's it's uh it was kind of a big one. So if you weren't there, just an overview. We John doesn't do the the Mormon influencer thing. John is specifically dedicated That's to telling thing. stories of ex Mormons and Mormons alike, and getting a all around perspective of the Mormon experience. Right. True that. So, all right, John, I'm gonna have to tell you to shut up right now. <laughs> So if that's something you're interested in, um, we have our own Mormon story that we did um, about a year and a half ago. Um, we actually have it in a playlist on our channel, so you can just go and look at that. And then um, what is going on here? Let's bring the chat back up so I can throw this in the chat. Boom. And then uh, there's like a, a wealth of other information that is important um, that we're really appreciative of, John. Um, for doing and all the people who all the people who have to told their stories, um, I say it kind of regularly. I don't tend to watch the Mormon stories with John 
only. I usually want to hear people tell their story. Uh, not that John isn't interesting. I love John. Like that. And then we also had uh, the presence of Mormon therapist, Dr. Julie Hanks, who is one Lovely. of those I, I always talk about. I'm always really rough on um, progressive Mormons, but Julie Hanks, I give some grace to because I've never seen Mormon misogynists on Twitter say worse things about another person ever. Not even Satan, the literal devil. So it's crazy. Anyway, Jordan, you got everything pulled up. Is there any other stuff? Nope. That we need to throw up there on the, the beginning. I don't have enough time for anything else. So yeah. Go and check that out after. I'll throw it in the chat just one more time in case you didn't catch it. Chat's moving kind of quick right now. Uh, but we were mostly examining everything from the Mormon perspective and explaining everything and having a discussion in that way. We were really surprised that <laughs> Julie had seen our videos on the subject because she had been... We are a bit controversial. Following, yeah, she had been following this connections and Jody situation, being another Utah therapist. It was something that was uh, interesting and concerning to her, so... We appreciate her. Uh, shout out for the super chat from Tater Tot. What are you doing? Shoot us a DM. You don't have to do the the super chat, but she says, thanks for all your hard work over the past few days. Bessies, take care of yourself. Thank we you. We love you. Tater Tot. I was You're just awesome. talking with them earlier today. Their their help is, is such a valuable asset for me. Yeah. Tater Tot uh, slays and is the fucking leading... Um, mind in law as far as our sphere goes. <laughs> so very so, trustworthy. If you've never been here before, which likely some of you haven't, um, I am Jordan. This is McKay. Hello. We were lifelong ex Mormons up until. No, not lifelong ex Mormons. Lifelong Mormons, <laughs> and then now lifelong ex Mormons. Not lifelong ex Mormons for two years ish now. Yeah. Uh, about two and a half years. Two years ago. Yeah. So we created our YouTube channel, ended up on here, and one of the very first things we did was hop into the Mormon influencer world. And you can't hop into the Mormon influencer world without covering... Um, you can't, yeah, you walk face first eight passengers. Ruby and the Frankies. So we've been covering Ruby for a hot minute now. Um, and we have sort of what I like to think is especially helpful perspective given that she is mormon and we were mormon for our entire lives up until two years ago and so that is a lot of insight <laughs> that we carry that not other people have and so we that's kind of why we entered the sphere and then we've done various things since then but now now we're here here we are this is kind of like our bread and butter at this point it unfortunately. is unfortunately We've just been talking about um, this stuff for a while now. Like, we've been talking about Ruby and Jody for months and yeah. have said the same things over and over again. And it's, you know, I said this yesterday, but it's like the, the most disappointing thing to be right about because we would always end those videos with something along the lines of this is dangerous rhetoric and somebody's going to get hurt. And Every single time. It wasn't who we thought it was going to be, but lo and fucking behold, 
Also, if you did see us on Mormon Stories and this is your introduction to us. Thank you. I, we were on our best behavior yesterday. Uh, we don't do that on this channel. <laughs> um, just a fair warning. So, you know, uh, let me hit these super chats real quick. Uh, Vicentos said, uh, buy, make sure to buy yourself some new smut to unwind from this nightmare. <laughs> Thank you. Well, joke's on you. I'm getting my stuff from the library. It's not really smut. It's romanticy. But Jordan is the one that has to have it on the bookshelf. And then Yarilis. I can't read from this far. Maybe I should increase the, the font size. All right, hold on. Wanted to say, love your coverage and dedication to the subject I've been watching since 2021. Original right here. Love your vids and your input. Uh, lots of love from Puerto Rico. We love you out there too. You guys deserve the world. Sorry, just had to address those. Also, I wanted to shout out uh, to a very active pe person on the channel, Tim Newman in the chat. It's is celebrating another trip around the sun. So Happy birthday, Tim. Just wanted to shout that out before we got into the nitty gritty here. Okay. When, remember, I'm... I not remember because I haven't told you this yet. We will talk <laughs> about Carl Crusher. It will come up, rest assured. So that is part of it. Yes. We will cover that. I Jordan's not gonna tell you this, but you're gonna have to wait until the end, unfortunately. Not the end, but well, close to the end. It's for somebody who doesn't know everything, it's not pertinent to bring up right now. Yeah. There you so go. that's fair. We're going to go over everything that we know right now. We're going to go over everything that's been said so far. We're going to give some interesting perspectives and things that I found that I don't think have been talked about yet. We're going to do that. In the meantime, if you could make sure you are subscribed to our channel so that we can continue to do this. If you can also make sure to hit the like button so we will be able to continue to do this. I am a therapist part-time. McKay is a stay-at-home dad. I'm technically a full-time therapist. And we have yeah, a toddler. And so this is something that we do in our spare time. And your support makes us able to do this. So if you haven't already, like, subscribe. And then if you want to take that even further, you can become a member of our channel, get a little star in the chat, or you can join our Patreon. All those links are in the description. So thank you. There's my spiel on that. Are you guys ready to start this PowerPoint? Let's get it going. Also, thank you, Mercedes, for the sticker and super chat from Sugar Cookie Crack right now. Really appreciate how thorough and insightful you two are being on all this and always. I, I truly appreciate it. We've Jordan especially has dedicated a lot of time to like the PowerPoints and everything. And like there's so much that we've already said that we have even forgotten mm -hmm. like what we have discussed in the past. Like we've talked about the, them. So yeah. Much. The other night I was just watching our old videos on two X so I could jog my own memory. So it's, it's crazy. Oh, you guys are going too fast. I'm trying to get into this. I'll, I'll bring it up. <laughs> Sarah O'Connor. Thank you. I heard from adults my entire childhood that the internet is forever. And now I'm an adult and seeing adults older than me exploit their children's lives for money. Thank God this did not end in homicide. I completely agree. And then the other one. We can't truly say that um, it wasn't headed there. Yeah. And a super sticker from El Bajena. Thank you. We appreciate this. Thank okay, you, space them out. Space them out. Space them out, guys. Katie, very <laughs> grateful you guys are helping people heal and grow with your channel. Love the last video. Great job to you both. Truly amazing humans. Can't wait to hear more. Thank you, Katie Barton. 
and Lisa Walls, thank you. If we don't get your, to your super chat right now, know that we will pause every so often so that we can get to them. We appreciate when you guys do that. Yeah. So make sure you're subscribed. Make sure you like. Support us so we can keep doing this. Let's hop into this mother effing PowerPoint. Let's get a, a full. So McKay and I very much... We, we swear, but I know not a lot of people love that, so I'm going to try to keep it to a minimum and try to keep my F-bombs to a minimum. But I'm, I make no such promises, but... We don't need to get demonetized again. Yeah, no. So we're going to be mindful with our swearing, since I know not everybody appreciates that. And then thank you for all the members. Andrina, we appreciate you being here for eight months. And then I will come back to Super Chats in a second. So yes, become a member, get a star. So, here we go. A passenger's update. Let's get into it. Vamonos. I gotta... So, numero uno. We're doing something very important. We're having a moment with your favorite therapist right here, okay? Self-care checkpoint, okay? Your favorite therapist? Your favorite apostate? Yes, we are right here. Self-care checkpoint. Ask yourself these questions. Have you eaten today? Have you refilled your water bottle? Are you drinking water? Have you stretched, done some mindfulness, given yourself a break, laughed at something, done some self-breathing, any of those things? Things of that nature. The reason I bring this up is because this is a really tough case. This is really intense. There's a lot of awful things that have come out of this, and the steady stream of information and being involved in it all the time is a really hard thing to constantly be participating in so i wanted to bring this up make sure you are taking care of yourselves doing some self-care that's super important um okay next thing be skeptical this is very important this is the last important important jordan's such a uton i am such a uton what happened to you this is the last message i'll give before we get into the content be skeptical There's lots of bizarre things that are coming out right now. Not everything that anybody says on the internet is true. And just because someone shares a vague personal experience, it does not mean it happened. Doesn't mean it didn't happen, but it also doesn't mean it happened. Be mindful of who you're getting your information from. Not everyone has great media literacy skills. And take everything with a grain of salt unless there's receipts. It's fine to speculate, but keep your... speculation hat about you while you have your wits about you as well don't make sure yeah if you're going to post something or whatever you're speculating on obviously make it very known that you're doing that you don't want people to become misinformed because of you and with that spread of misinformation happens it happens all the time it happens when news media is coming out at such a fast pace it does happen we make mistakes everybody else does too but when it does happen it's important to correct it so there's one thing in particular that we got wrong when we were reporting on this initially that i will correct when it comes up in the powerpoint but that's responsible reporting is taking ownership and acknowledging when things are not the way that we initially thought they were. And it, generally, it's not intentional, but we have to be mindful of it so it doesn't continue to happen. And then, last but not least, I don't say this because I'm biased. I say this because it's important. Oops. Sorry. Don't give views to people who can't even pronounce Frankie right or confuse Sherry with Jody. Okay? I've seen this Holy sh- one too really? many times now. I've gotten many DM- DMs about this. Eight Passengers is hot right now. Everybody wants to jump on the Eight Passengers crazy train. But... Rely on reliable sources, use reputable news outlets, not tabloids, 
and reliable people with receipts and responsible reporting who have been covering them for a long time, not people who started covering them a month ago. Okay, that's important because anybody can jump on the hype train right now because they're trying to pull views, but people like us have been covering this for a long time. So those are your people, okay? And I'm not just saying that because I'm biased. Obviously, I want you to watch us because we're cool and I like you guys, but... (laughs) It's important to not just start watching someone who's a popular YouTuber who pulls this and is like, hey, let's talk about it. Yeah. Generally not helpful. Yeah. Especially people were talking about because we had shared a Fox 13 news article, which is a Utah news outlet. Right. And we were commenting when we made the video the other day how, oh, it sounds like they're having a tough time. And one of their sources was without a crystal ball. Now, I'm not going to make any sort of assumptions or anything i don't watch without a crystal ball but that person is known for stirring up drama and making up things so probably not a great um person to go to for um for a lot of these situations uh let's read through these real quick daphne uh, in a super chat said, I love what you do. My dad was a pediatrician who helped abuse children from starting a shelter. You have a s- stressful job, but a much needed job. That's awful. I, people will use their their knowledge and their position to do awful things all the time. So this isn't like a one-off thing, unfortunately, but it's important to always be critical of people. Be critical of us. I've always said that. Um, yeah, obviously, if we get stuff wrong, you guys tell us, and we always correct yeah. it. Yeah. That's just kind of how we've always operated. Uh, Deb Little said, I really appreciate all the hard work you have put in on this. Very helpful and appreciate. Thank Tati you. did sue without a crystal ball. Um, Sarah Baldwin, thank you for the super sticker. I think that's what it's called. And then Daphne celebrating. She became a member. Uh, becoming a, uh, welcome to the Terrestrial Kingdom, Daphne. And Gen X Biatch, I wanted to, uh, I waited to watch your content all day, never mo, but relate to Jordan's story. Unfortunately, Jordan's story is incredibly common, but people persist nevertheless, and we love it. And Brittany, Alicia, celebrating nine months in the Telestial Kingdom. I've missed being in the lives. Also, Natalie, lawyer chick, shouted you out on her stream last night and said, she has plans to reach out to you. Oh, cool. We would love that. I don't know her, but um, we'll definitely be on the lookout for sure. Um. Okay. Okay. That back covered to everybody. This. Okay. Yeah, sorry. So let's get into this. Our players for you H3 fans, you'll know who I'm talking about. Number one, we're going to review some of the things so that we shut up the misinformation that all these people are perpetuating not you guys because generally you know but you've seen all this stuff so let's clarify and if you're new here and don't know what's going on i've got you covered also i saw someone asked if we lived in utah we did no longer i lived in utah from 2015 until 2023 we just moved back to colorado a few months ago so i lived in utah also for a long time i mean i lived there until the same year but in 2017 i moved there yes so Mr. Worldwide. Mr. Worldwide. Um, that has been a long-standing joke on the channel that Kevin looks like. Wait, yeah, if he wears glasses, he, he kind of looks like Pitbull. He kind of looks he wears like sunglasses. Pitbull. So, so that's, that's joke. the joke. 
we and also let me give this disclaimer. This is a very serious matter. We know these are serious things. We keep them serious when they need to be. I tried to incorporate some tiny funnies here and there just because this is super heavy and child abuse is not a joke, but every once in a while we need some levity. So just know that. And I'm also a social worker and an associate therapist. So putting that out there as well with a master's degree. Okay, so Ruby Frankie. Bitchy Ruby Frankie is 41. I didn't I in jail. I just loved putting that on the PowerPoint jail. so much. She is in jail, y'all. Um Stay-at-home mom turned family vlogger, started their vlog in 2015, have been vlogging ever since. They rose to fame really quickly, uh, millions of subscribers by their second year, which in a YouTube sense, that is that is pretty it's crazy. crazy. Um, so whole family vlogs, all the GD time, okay? So all of Ruby's family, all the sisters vlog endlessly sharing all kinds of crap about stupid stuff and they're all family vloggers and they all cover their kids stuff and they don't cover their kids faces so it is child exploitation and just because something bad is happening to their sister does not exempt them from being held accountable for their own stupid things so keep that in mind we'll return to that later and then Mr. Worldwide is 44. Let's stipulate right now that he is not in jail. Wow that that subtle difference really changes everything when you think about it. <laughs> Stay in jail, mom, now. <laughs> Stay in jail, mom. I love you guys. Um, okay, so he is not in jail. There was speculation about this at first. Not anymore. He is not in jail confirmed. Former BYU professor, I put in parentheses, fired ass because supposedly his last time working at BYU was spring. No. T uh, Froggy, I can't think of their username. T Froggy nine one two, I think. Um, said that he had was on the schedule last fall, but that was the last of it. Yes, yes. Um, so I wanted to make that. So he um, is not fired that was a guy. Too. Fired guy. That was not something that I was immediately aware of. So yeah. he does not work at BYU anymore. What does he do? I don't know. Here's the caveat that I will give with this. If he wasn't fired and if the church just wanted to move him into a position where he wouldn't be public facing, then if the church liked him enough, they could have quietly moved him to another church job without raising any eyebrows. So if the church feels bad for Kevin and they like him enough, potentially maybe he didn't get fired. They could have moved him to church headquarters, Yeah, put him in a different department and have been fine. McKay worked for the church for a long time. My mom worked for the church. Not that so, long. Well, not a long time. Yeah. But we have inside info and church is kind of sketchy with the things that they do. So it wouldn't have been out of the realm of possibilities for them to just move Kevin somewhere else. They also could have fired him. Who knows? Um, Kevin went on a mission. I don't remember where. It was a Spanish-speaking or Portuguese-speaking country. So he went on a mission for the church um, when he was a youngin. Pause on the working for the church thing. He has a beard now. He couldn't do that working for the church. He definitely does not. Oh, that's fair. So. That's a fair point. He there has a go. beard. If speculation, no. Yeah, you not, can't work for the yeah, church if you have you a beard. Go. No facial hair. So he's not working for the church anymore. What is he doing? I don't know. So I put sex addict in quotations because. Oh shit! Hold on, people can't see that. Oh, there we go. Okay. I put sex addict in quotations because I can't remember if Kevin referred to himself as this or if Ruby referred to him as this, but 
it, I watched a video where he referred to himself as an addict. Okay. I, I, I'm, I'm sure pretty Ruby sure he help. was saying that, but of his own free will and volition, that's to be seen. So he is a self-proclaimed sex addict, apparently. I don't think that that's actually what he was. It's speculation on my part. Um, porn addiction and sex addiction and things in the church are very stigmatized oh, and generally inaccurate. And especially with Jody. Especially with Jody. So, and then the last thing I put on there was seemingly MIA for like the last while. Like the question that's on all of our minds, I feel like, is where the fuck is Kevin? Yeah. Where Everybody did he has been in the go? comments asking, where's the dad? Where's the dad? And honestly, we, for the last like year, couldn't tell you. Yeah. Like we didn't even, we don't even know what he's doing up until the other day when they put out a statement. He, we didn't know if he still worked at BYU or not. Yeah. Um, so he, he shut it all down and, um, yeah, just goes to show that you can do that. And Um, they did do classes with, um, Jody where Kevin talked about he wanted to have more sex than Ruby did. And then she also, I think, made at least a few comments about how their sex was terrible. If I recall correctly, uh, I think she insulted him a few times. It it seemed to not uh, really look good on him. Yes. We need to talk about Kevin. That's what I should have titled the upcoming slide. Um, But anyway, the only other point I'll add on here is Kevin and Ruby were married in the temple, um, which is really important in Mormonism. And then they have six kids four are minors, two are adults. One of them is in school at BYU. This is a picture of them in front of a Mormon meeting house. Kevin went to Brazil for his mission. So there you go. There you go. Thank you. That was something we we couldn't figure out again. Thank you, McKeeley. (sighs) Okay. So the the six kids, two parents, they make up the eight passengers channel. Now, suddenly, a couple weeks ago, actually, we didn't even mention this on, I think we might have mentioned it on regular stream, but the first time that we mentioned it was on on a member's stream when i blew everybody's eardrums out uh trying to celebrate this um but the eight passenger channels the eight passengers channel is no more it is completely gone all of the content has been removed from youtube um obviously there's some remnants and clips of uh and everything like that but nothing uploaded by ruby and or kevin and the rest of them is on youtube anymore so ruby's old instagram also still exists. If you're watching yesterday, I don't know if we brought it up, but Ruby's eight passenger Instagram where they were doing all of their sponsored posts and just their normal posting in addition to their family vlog channel on YouTube was taken over when she started working with Jody. So all of those followers got buried with these moms of truth posts from connections. And I'm, I said it when I realized it then, but it seems like they did that to try and increase the validity or the, um, I don't even know what you would call that. The, it was, it was an AstroTurf job in order to boost yeah. their. Well, cause if you pull signal. up their page and it's like, Oh, these yeah. people have like almost 400,000 followers and they're talking about this stuff and they must have like really good parenting tips you know somebody just asked if we're foot soldiers yes 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 we are family three diehards um so yes that is 
and there's still over 300,000 yes. followers on there. There's, so it's still a big And account. I'm sure it's a lot of people who have fallen asleep at the wheel. They see it. They just don't have follow it. Whatever. So, But I know that the followers number has dropped considerably. Yeah. If I remember speaking on it. Once it changed over to Moms of Truth, they added all their branding and everything like that. There were a lot of other um, influence, Mormon vlog, family vlog channel influencers that went and unfollowed Ruby that had previously followed her. Mm-hmm. Um, Mindy McKnight was one of the ones that I remember specifically bringing up, and I think Jordan Page. So a lot, some people at least had enough sense to be like, yeah, this is, n- no. <laughs> Uh, but Connections does have a Facebook page. Oh, whoops. Did, were you trying to bring up the Connections channel as well on this slide? Did you cover all the rest of that? Um, I was I was getting to it. but I didn't take pictures of all of them. Oh, okay. I just wanted to include updates because okay. I didn't have time. Um, the Connections channel, which Ruby had pivoted to, um, has also, after their arrest, been removed. Um, A lot of people, um, maybe some people were speculating that they, somebody had removed it for them. But something I brought up with Jordan is that if somebody was uploading the videos to YouTube, that wasn't, that wasn't Jody or Ruby, they would have already been also uploading the content to Facebook at the same time. Um, But the YouTube channel is gone and all of the content, which was on YouTube is still on Facebook so I think it's safe to say that YouTube, because of all the news and whatever, removed the channel, archived the videos. I'm not really sure what would go on in that situation. But uh, finally, there's a private Facebook group that is still up and the moderator left the group. That's the Connections or the Moms of Truth. So group. this is the Moms of Truth private Facebook group. I think you had to take one of the classes or buy something from them in order to get in uh, okay. um, or something like that. It was private, so not everybody could get in. There was a lot of lurkers, though. No, you didn't have to buy anything. You just had to request them and prove that you, you wanted to be there. Um, but a lot of lurkers got in there, so there was a lot of stuff that we were able to see. The moderator for that group, other than Jody and Ruby... Um, is listed on the Connections website as like one of the employees of Connections. And she, after a day or two of this, swiftly <laughs> removed herself GTFO. from the page. So um, she is still on the website, I think, because Connections is, I mean, the moderator for that website is probably Jody, So uh, she yeah. probably can't take her off of there. So her face is still on there. Don't feel bad about Rip. it. She, um, she's probably the admin and this person's just the moderator. Yeah, definitely. So if there was anything and, you know, there's things still in there. And if like yeah. law enforcement wants to get into that group, they easily can. And there's a bunch of awful shit in there. So that would not be a problem at all. Yeah. In the in the uh, eight passengers connections playlist that we put together, there was one where we were examining connections as it relates to the bite model that a lot of people use to assess for high demand religions and um, organizations exercising undue influences. And sometimes people don't like the word, but cults. Um, And a lot of the material that we pulled to relate to those points, assessing for that undue influence came from the Moms of Truth Facebook page. And it was just... It was bonkers. Unhinged. 
stuff that in there. That whole rant so. that she did. Oh my god. Remember that rant? She was like she was pissed that nobody was she leaving five star She went on for like ten it, it minutes was like about it. Borderline David Miscavige blowout. It, it was, was scary. It was bad. Okay, so I think it's important to talk about locations because this is going to come up more than once. Um, so Frankie's currently live. Their house is this very nice one-ish million dollar house in Springville. So this is where they currently live. This is where um, police showed up and, you know, did the whole thing. So this is their current house. Go ahead to the next one. Let me make a note here. Do not put any sort of yeah. Don't address anybody or anything. We have the picture that you don't need to know that. So and like literally and people, it's on the internet. It's so. possible that the children may return to this house. We don't need to make it easier for other people to find that information. Also, please do not put the names of minor children in the chat. I have a a filter in place. I don't know if the filter gets that, but yes. our moderators. It, especially they, they will remove it. So, so just no. use first initial. Like we know that they don't have any privacy, but we'd love to give. We, what we are able. yeah, we, and then to... show 88 just sent us a message and said, you guys shouldn't be so critical of Mormons guys. I'm not even Mormon from the USA. If a psychopath is in charge, it doesn't even matter. We gave a disclaimer in our last video that there isn't anything necessarily in this that like is like a normal Mormon thing. Yeah. Like normal, like typical Mormons don't abuse their kids. Typical Mormons don't, you know, cause child abuse. Typical Mormons don't like have a weird triangulation thing going on in their relationships. Well, some of them do, but like yeah. this isn't like a Mormon Not in thing. Mainstream Mormonism. This isn't just like a Mormon thing. But are there Mormon aspects to this? One hundred percent, yes. Yeah. One hundred percent, yes. I mean, yeah. connections is just Mormonism with a different flavor. Like it's. Everything is based in it. Some yeah. of the language, agency, like all of those things. It's just so. a reskin. And to that commenter, I appreciate the, the criticism, but we focus primarily on how Mormonism harms people. Now, people who have been harmed by Mormonism and also do harm, I'm not going to give any exemptions to them just because they were also the victim of this, however they ended up in Mormonism. Yeah. So. And then, real quick, other things that I saw, uh, Shelovsky Teach, welcome, becoming a member, thank you, thank you. And then Apple Jam PB with the cute little doggy profile picture, I asked Natalie Lurichick if she would collab with you, she covers illegal aspects as a public defender, it would be great to see you two together, would love Shout that. public defenders. I've got massive respect for public defenders all across the board. Um, let's see if there's anybody else I missed. Harry Henderson, continue keeping Mormonism honest, thank you. And then Maui or Maui, I hope I'm saying that right. May we? I don't know. Rip, Rip Shredder. We love Shredder. Um, okay. So interesting fact that I found. I put like a massive box over this because I don't want to, again, dox too much information. But I thought this was super interesting. So before the Frankies bought the massive home that we just showed you, they still had a pretty big home. But that home, when they bought it, in 2011, so way back, the Mormon church owned it at the time. So when I was looking at the documents and what you can't see here because it's super tiny print, but what it says on there is the corporation of the presiding bishopric of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints grants the deed to the house to Ruby and Kevin. 
And so they literally bought their home from the Mormon church. Why the Mormon church owned it at the time, I don't know. It's not the weirdest thing they've ever done. Yeah. So They own tons of real tons estate of property. Stuff. And we've talked about that before. Yeah. So, um, Hold on. I just want to clarify here because I'm, I'm a little confused. What? This, this is the house that they most recently lived in. Yes. Where, that wasn't bought in 2011, was it? No, this was their former house. Okay. I didn't want to include a picture of the house they lived in before this one because there are other people who live in it now. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Okay. So I didn't want to do that. It is a, it is still a nice house, though. Um. Okay, so the house they bought in 2020, which is the one that I just showed you, this is interesting to me. I'm not a real estate agent or a, like, anybody who works in that realm. I'm not a CPA. I'm not... Any of those things. So I don't know what any of this means, but I wanted to bring it up because I found it interesting. So this is the warranty deed for their current house. They bought this house, the super massive one that we just showed you in 2020, January of 2020. And only Kevin's name is on the deed, which I thought was interesting. And I'm like, hmm, okay. And, you know, it's not like crazy, but I just thought it was interesting because when we bought our house, we put both of our names on it. So I just thought that was interesting. Maybe there's a tax reason. Like maybe they, you know, qualified if if this or they had yeah. to pay less taxes. I don't know. That was my initial thought was. Maybe something for taxes. Yeah, because if you're, if you have a business and everything like that, you get with the right um, CPA or accountant or whatever, they're usually going to be in the know about some sort of workaround. So you end up paying less taxes and stuff yeah. like that. So. so maybe that's what this is. I don't know. Very well could be. But in August of 2020, so a few months later, Ruby was added onto the house as a joint tenant. So that's the warranty deed that you're seeing on the side of your screen right now is that the the first part of this is the grantor, which was Kevin, added Ruby Frankie, husband and wife, they added her as a joint tenant. So again, I'm not up on the language of this or what this means. I wanted to include it in here because there's bound to be some of you in here that are smart enough to know what this means and if it means anything. But I didn't want to discard it completely if there was something to it. I just don't understand why Ruby wouldn't have been in there in the first place. Yeah. But I wanted to include it anyway. So there you go. Okay. Fun stuff, shall we? These are two things that I haven't seen anybody bring up yet. So I'm excited to bring up. Um, Woo. So, we have Jody, massive piece of shit Jody. Um walking human garbage in a fucking awful maroon pantsuit. Yeah, god. So she is 54. So I didn't know how old she was. I actually got that from the scanner audio. Um <laughs> because I didn't know how old she was. So the top of your screen, the top right, you will see Jody's ex-husband. I didn't want to name him because he hasn't been married to Jody since the 90s, okay? <laughs> so I feel bad for this poor guy because maybe she was normal in the 90s. Maybe she wasn't a crazy cult leader in the 90s. So I don't want to punish him for being married to her. And from what I recall, they weren't married for very long. So his photo is up there and <clears throat> he is actually a doctor in Utah. Um, and he has started, like, they divorced in the 90s, and he quickly moved on. He remarried. I think he had his first kid with the new wife in, like, 2006. And so he quickly moved on from Jody and started a new life and had a bunch of kids. So love to see it. 
great. And then on the bottom right, we have Jody's son, which I'm debating on whether I want to name or not. I don't think I want to. No. And I blurred out his wife also. Um, he is a victim in this, I would say, <laughs> profoundly as well. It makes me wonder what his upbringing was like if this is what she's charged with. Is this is something that came up as a new thing or if she was always this way with raising her kids? I don't know. But she has two kids that we are aware of. This one, this gentleman down here, and then there is another adult daughter who has, like, wiped herself from the internet. I can find absolutely nothing about her. <coughs> not her name, not what she looks like. We don't need to know that, though. So nothing. It doesn't really matter. Which I love. Yeah. Because I'm sure she's thoroughly happy with that right now. I remember specifically there's a um, a story that Jody brings up about a birthday where she, like, totally snubbed her daughter in, like, a really cruel manner. Yeah. So I, I'm sure she's... She did mention one time, like, she didn't... On was... on this daughter's birthday, did some oh, shit. Yeah, that's right. I can't remember specifically what it was. But... That's right. So they don't have a good relationship, from what I can recall. Okay. Yeah. This the guy that I included the picture of. It is not hard to figure out. Okay. Like I know people might be like, "Well, then why did you include the picture?" Like it took me literally two point two seconds to figure it out. So. His profile is public. I didn't do like any deep dive digging in order to get this picture. And I'm giving you no other information about him. So do with that what you will. That was a conscious choice I made on my part. If you don't agree with it, that's fine. So the reason I included this picture is because he and his wife got married in 2021 and they were married in the St. George Temple. So as of at least 2020, they were active Mormons. And that is the common thread that runs through all of this is Mormonism. So Jody's Mormon. Um, Rich AF, which I will get to in a second. Ruins families, which we already know. Therapist, but lost her license once. Should have lost it. Now she's lost it for good. Well, she was on probation. She was on probation. Yeah. So her license was temporarily suspended, suspended. I guess. Suspended, not said. lost. Not lost. It was suspended. Come on, Jordan. I know. I was trying to put this together and I didn't have a lot of time. Reckless. If you take our faces off the screen so they can see the rest of the okay. wedding picture. There's not much there. It's just the bottom of her dress. I didn't include anything else in the beginning or at the bottom there. Um, so that being said, is a licensed clinical mental health counselor, which is a different form of counsel. There's counselors are just different flavors. Like I'm a social worker. I'm not a mental health counselor. I'm a social worker and an associate therapist. And so we kind of operate a little bit differently. But we all abide by an ethical code. And she does not abide by any kind of she ethical code. Care. So there's that. And then as we all probably know, she is Ruby's business partner. I put in quotations because what the hell does that even mean? And founder of Hello. Connections. Certified mental fitness trainer. <laughs> yes, yes. And founder of Connections, which is the Colts. And so this is the introduction to Jody. And I also do... Um, I also feel bad for her kids. I saw someone mention it in the chat. Um, so I feel bad for them because hopefully the one, nobody knows who she is and leaves her alone. Um, I imagine even with her other son, I imagine people aren't going to like come out of the woodwork and like try to attack him because he is also a victim in this. Um, like People on the internet are... People on the internet are wild. Yeah. So... Don't dox anybody. Don't threaten anybody. Don't harass anybody. That's always our you know, our 
thing. So, all right, next slide. So I put Rich as F on Jody's slide because this is her house, y'all. Look at this shit. Look at this. This Four is garage a spots. mansion, y'all. A, a courtyard in the middle right there. And again, no addresses, please. Um, anyway, uh, but a lot of people were like, oh, she lives out in the middle of the desert. Like, yes, she lives in the middle of the desert, but not in the middle of the nowhere. So there are houses around. There are houses around, but you can see, and we'll come back to this later, her neighbors are a bit of a ways away. Like, it would be a decent, it would be a, a little walk. jaunt over. Yeah. It's not like you're it's not like looking over the fence. Hey. Yeah. It's neighbor? not 10 miles away, but you know. So that house is massive. And the interesting thing about it to me is somebody just asked if she ever remarried. No, she didn't. Nope. She has been single, well, like on paper, single since her divorce. And so there's nobody that lives with her in this massive ass house. And I just don't understand it. Yeah. And if you've watched any of their videos, you know, the giant room that they usually sit in with the huge the couch, set. the tiny table and the kitchen behind them. I suspected that was Jody's basement. And I will just say I was right. And that means like literally nothing. But I was right. They were filming in Jody's basement. So that was the inside of their house. Like inside of her house is freaking massive. If yeah. that was just the basement. Like, holy shit. So she's very rich. And then I put the map up here. McKay, if you'll put it up there again. I put the map up here so you can notice the difference in locations between where Ruby lives in Springville, which is just right about there, south of Salt Lake. And then where yeah. Jody lives in Ivins, which is like literally at the very bottom. So there is four hours between Jody's house and Ruby's Springville home, just for reference. Is it, is it Ivins or Ivins? I thought it was Southern Utahns. Chime in. Ivins doesn't sound right to me, but it... for for people in Utah, at my instinct is to call it Ivins because Utahns pronounce words weird. Yeah, but yeah, just remember in chat. Yeah, use it's initials, four not names. Hours, by the way, um, four hours by driving. Yeah. So Ruby and her were going back and forth, and so. And she was driving, of all things, Ruby was driving the van. <laughs> the white eight passengers van. Yeah, the, which I can't gets believe horrible she was gas mileage. Still, I, I can't believe she was still driving that. Yeah, which is a whole Incre other conversation. With the whole It's Ivan's. Okay, I was right. Okay, okay cool. We're good to hear. Ivan's. Okay, Happy I'm to glad see so we... many of you here. Oh my gosh. Hit the like button. Make sure you're subscribed. Um, make sure that you support us as we do this because we want to keep doing this. Um, thank you to Kate Friend. Um, oh, I'm not supposed to go yet. Yeah. Ah! What are you doing? You're messing with my slideshow here. You're using Google Slides. I'm I sorry. cannot be held liable sorry. for the garbage. Kate Friend Google sent slides. us a message saying, when y'all get to it, it seems like if we swap genders in a scenario like this one, one would speculate that the spouse who left may have been abused. Can you guys offer thoughts about that? Re Kevin. Yeah, I mean, it's not out of the realm of possibility, certainly. we There's so much of this that we don't yeah. know, and men are abused also. It's just not as commonly talked about. So is that a possibility? Certainly. Is there some stuff in this to me that stinks? Totally. Absolutely. Like, where, like, there are some people who don't want to see their kids. There are some people who terminate their parental rights. There are people who do that. I don't see that being this the case. I don't think Kevin, like, hates his kids or anything. But it begs the question of where the hell has he been? Like, Ruby kicked him out of the house. 
allegedly. And then what did he do? Like, where did he go? Yeah. So. Well, not not only that. Not only did Ruby kick him out or they went their separate ways and he dipped, but Sherry also cut him off. Yeah. That's an important so, part of this to think about, too, is that Sherry does not talk to him either. And Sherry recently went through the temple for the first time to get her endowments, which is a really important Mormon ritual and one that everybody in your family who is temple worthy can oh, they attend. All, yeah, they make it a, a big it's deal. It's a really big deal. And usually your parents they, are. They love to celebrate. Hey, you're going to wear the same underwear as me for the rest of your life. Ah! So funny. <laughs> so she recently did that and her mom didn't attend. Kevin didn't attend. And really, you know, the main people who you would recognize from that would be Ruby's sisters who all yeah, who, who all went. Who was her um her guide, escort? Her escort, yeah. It would have been one of the sisters uh, or did one they of the say? other extended families. They yeah, didn't it would say. have had to have been. So we don't know what happened with Kevin separating because we don't have a lot of information. All we have is the verified source from the subreddit that came out and said that Ruby kicked him out. And where they he went say, from they there? They didn't say that. He's just gone. They didn't say that she kicked it was, him out. They said, one of the neighbors said that in a news outlet article. Speculation. Don't it, know. I would rather hear it from one of them. But I, he's, They went the time, their separate ways as far as we went. No. At the time, Jody was spending a lot of time at the house, which is why the neighbors were speculating that Ruby kicked him out. But maybe he left because he yeah. was sick of Jody's shit. He was, he was probably sick of it. I, I could see that. I mean, he was in that discussion and... He did not look like a good guy because of that. And I don't know if he felt um, compelled to say those kinds of things. But if he felt compelled to say those kinds of things, he probably left on his own free will and volition because. And could could Kevin have been abused by Ruby? Totally. It's not all in the realm of possibility. I mean, Ruby's a God fucking awful person. Yeah. So I wouldn't rule it out. But does that mean that he can't have been involved in this and still caused some potential harm even if it was like complacency also yes but there's so much information about him that we don't know so we'll come back to that in a minute don't worry i'm dying at prison garmies i don't think they let i'm almost positive garmies i don't think that's a thing i i worked at the church in the warehouse where the di- distribution for garments and all kinds of other materials were we assembled packages to go to prisons and um, never sent any garments. There were no special garments. I'm pretty sure all you can do what is... I'm talking right now. Why you show I know, this? but I need you to look at that. <laughs> uh, you can only wear what the state allows you to wear. So, um, And I don't think they care enough, really. It would kind of be a headache. Oh, wow. That's interesting. I don't think we can is share Gerardo, that. But is Gerardo watching? I don't I think won't we say. Can I'm not going to share that, but... Gosh, more tea. Anyway. <laughs> all right. Next slide. Shout out to Gerardo if you're watching. Love you. <laughs> um, all right. Next one. Next slide. Next slide. Okay. okay. We're going to get into the really awful parts of this. Um, this is revised from the last time that we yes. um, spoke on this in that video. There, there's been more details that have been added that add clarif- clarity. Because that was one of the things that I was most confused about with this was the timeline. I was like, what the yeah, hell? Because like, it was like, Ruby's driving and, and she was also in Springville. And, so, and she's arrested and in custody in Washington County. And doesn't seem likely that there would be some sort of an exchange um, from departments that far away from each other. So if you're new, Jody is 
Ruby's business partner slash co-conspirator slash super really good bestie. Yeah. <laughs> like sleeping at her house all the time right bestie. <laughs> so the picture on the right comes from Sherry Frankie, which is um, Ruby's oldest daughter. I will mention the names of Sherry and Chad because they are adults. I don't share the names of the other younger kids um, just for privacy. I mean, I know that they have none, and I know you guys are yeah. probably like, literally, it's But everywhere. it's not our but, job to, you know, assume what the children deserve or not. They're yeah. minors. They're and, you know, we do have a lot of respect for Sherry in this situation. I have an insanely abusive, mentally ill mother who I have been in no contact with for a few years now, and her, like, the, I relate to her. And how she feels in this. My mom, I think on a scale emphasis, was not this bad. Um, But it's a really hard thing to cut off a parent. It's a really hard thing to cut off that support and not have it. And so I feel horrible. I feel horrible for her. And I hope she's... She's mentioned she's in therapy, which I love. I hope she stays in therapy. Um, And I hope these poor kids get therapy. But... All right, let's go over the timeline. Here's the really awful, depressing parts of this. Um, So at 10.50 a.m., Ruby's son, which I won't name, climbs out Jody's window in the Ivan's home that we just looked at and runs to the neighbor's home and knocks on the door. He asks for food and water. The neighbor notices that he's emaciated, has wounds, and has duct tape around his wrists and ankles. So... We saw the distance between the Ivan's home and the neighbors. And so it's not like just hop over the fence. There would have been some walking involved. I imagine he didn't have shoes on. 10.50 a.m. in southern Utah is going to be really it's hot. hot. And that poor kid is walking on, you know, sand red and red dirt and whatever the heck out there is on. I mean, there's cactuses out there. Cacti, I guess. Um, and so it's it's sad that that he had to do this but he got out of the house and then after talking with him it appears that he suggested to law enforcement that his sister was inside the house and the police go in search jody's house and find ruby's other daughter in similar condition so this is where the thing was confusing to me because the timeline the other two kids that are also minors were not at the ivan's home which was confusing because it was like Jody's going where and Ruby's going back and forth and there was a family emergency and all this stuff. And this photo that Sherry posted is at the Springville home. So this is at the Frankie family home in Springville. This is not in St. George. So the other two children were not at Jody's house in Ivan's. And so what happened, and I pulled this from a news article, what happened is the um, Ivan's police, St. George Police Department, contacted Springville, said, we're looking for these two kids. We don't know where they are. And so they wrote up a search warrant. So they show up, law enforcement officers surround the house, guns drawn. I think based on what they saw with the kids that were abused in the Ivan's home, obviously they probably didn't know what they were walking in on. Yeah. They probably didn't know. So they came prepared. Um, So at least seven police vehicles lined the street. And then 
uh, neighbor, I guess, provided a photo to one of the news reporters showing what appeared to be a hole left in the hole left in the home's front door. So my guess is that they battery rammed the door open, bashed it in. Yeah, crazy would be my guess. And so because we don't know where Kevin is, where the f is Mister Worldwide? Like, there's a chance that they weren't home. And so police are banging down the door and nobody's there. Like, we know that Kevin doesn't live in that home because Ruby spends at least some time there from what we can gather. And so Kevin doesn't live there. So it's reasonable that there was nobody there, which is why they had to blow open the door. And so executed the search warrant. The two older children of Ruby's not in the home. And so... Then they have to figure out where they are, and they were found at a friend's house in American Fork where they were taken into DCFS custody, and the law enforcement agency who spoke to um, the news outlet NBC said that those kids were in good condition, no health risks or issues. And so of the minor children, two of them are egregiously physically and mentally abused. And then we have the other two who appeared to have no physical signs of abuse. Yeah. But knowing what we know about Ruby, that does not mean that they weren't mentally and emotionally and psychologically abused as well. So two things I want to bring up right here. Um, There were also, if you dig through Utah news, there were also two just out of pure chance, two other kids completely unrelated that were missing in American Fork at the same time. Or in Orem or somewhere down south yeah, they were missing. I think they were in American Fork Maybe. when they were found or whatever, which is kind of odd. Um, but also, Jordan had brought up, brought up that two of the kids were seemingly in good condition. Two of the kids were, I mean, imprisoned in Jody's house. Those are also the two kids that Ruby has deemed a, like the problem children and took Christmas away from them. So this is definitely... A pattern, an escalation, uh, if you will. Definitely. So, and the other thing that I'll go back one. The other thing that I'll bring up is when this was initially shared, before all of this came out, like, officially. Before that happened, it came out in the 8 Passenger Snark um, Reddit sub where somebody made a verified post um, saying that they had seen what had happened. And... They reported that they had seen both Ruby and Kevin at the house when the search warrant was happening. So they might have called them and told them and then or a neighbor called them and they both like ran to the house. Which Um, I think the neighbor thing is probably more likely. Yeah. Most likely kind of thing (laughs) because I mean, I encourage everybody to be friendly with their neighbors. Know your neighbors. It helps build a stronger community. But I'm sure if they're like. Why the hell is there like half the department out here and they're yeah. breaking down your goddamn door? Like, <laughs> they're standing outside with rifles in their hands. Yeah. Like, what? Yeah, American Fork is 20 minutes or so from Springville. Uh, it's, it's probably farther. It's probably closer to 30. I guess depending on where really? in American Fork you go. I uh, guess that's uh, it depends on where you go in American Fork because um, it could be right off I-15. It could be close to the mountains. Okay. So... Gosh, it scared me. Air conditioner just kicked on. Let's so, actually turn that off because it's probably going to like be loud. Um, Something to consider here is the information that I'm pulling. Most of it is coming from the probable cause affidavit. 
I have downloaded the probable cause affidavits from the Utah courts website. And so this is why I have these and I pulled direct quotes from these. So important things to keep in mind. So for the one child specifically, um, that escaped the home. He was extremely malnourished, had deep lacerations from being tied up with rope was something that also came out of the affidavit. So not only was he duct taped, but he was also tied up with rope and apparently for so long potentially, or for a sustained period of time enough that the wounds needed immediate medical attention. Yeah. Um, I mean, you just think about if you've ever goofed around and tied a rope around your wrist too tight or whatever just a little while it starts to hurt pretty bad so lacerations yeah not good and i'm going to talk more about this in a minute but he was transported to the saint george hospital which is the closest hospital in the area to ivan's and then an important thing to note was jody hildebrandt was found to be in direct care of him as he was staying at her home and then the reason that they were able to charge her with the specific charge that we'll get to in a minute is because in her bathroom, they located gauze, which had been used. This observation adds to Ms. Hildebrand's knowledge of the abuse in the home. So we're going to come back to that. But the implications of that, I don't even want to really think about. I mean, they were tied up and taped in her fucking house. And then like, she's using gauze to try else to clean lives them up. There. Nobody else lives there. It, of course it was her, and I mean, Ruby was filming videos and stuff there, so it, I mean, these kinds of things don't just happen overnight where you have lacerations because you're... No. Your hands are tied up for no, so long. No, and like, just the implications of the gauze, I don't understand. So, like, she was trying to clean them up? Yeah. To... For, for what purpose? Just so, to keep them going in this abused state? Like, because, no I mean, that's one of the biggest pieces that we don't know. I mean, he escaped through a window. And yeah. we don't know what the circumstances were that allowed him to be able to do that. And so maybe she was, like, tending to his wounds in some way. And then... Um, I don't know. Or maybe she out. wasn't there. It, you know, The neighbors had said... I don't know. We probably get to this later on. But the neighbors had said that they would be left there alone for days at a time. So... I don't know if she maybe had gone out of the house and he took his chance or whatever. Um, okay, but. super chat pause real quick. Benny Caffrey, thank you for talking openly about your own experiences, Jordan. Yes, I am happy to talk about it. I did a whole Mormon Stories interview about it. My mom is crazy whack and I was abused like crazy. Um Mango, thank you. Pam, the other staff member for Connections, lives in American Fork, exactly where A&J were found. It makes me wonder why they aren't at home either. So it could be that mm. the two older kids were at this weirdo connection worker's house. She it lives could in American be. Fork. That's also could be a friend. We don't know. That's speculation. So. Um, okay, next one. Oops, so, other child, Ruby's youngest daughter, found in Jody's home, similar condition, the interesting thing from the affidavit for for her was that really broke my heart was she re she refused medical attention for medical attention for approximately four hours. So for a four hour period, she wasn't in dire need of medical attention or they would have given it to her on scene. But and people asked, like, why did they let her deny medical care for four hours? And if you think of it from like, you know, from a social worker perspective, if I was there, then I'm like, okay, she has no wounds that we need to address right this second 
I don't want to traumatize a kid that's already traumatized by making them do something that they don't want to do. Yeah. Because we're already, like, within the depths of trauma here. So can we not further traumatize the kid? Because the other thing to keep in mind here is depending on the brainwashing that Jody and Ruby were giving, these two could have been afraid of law enforcement. They could have been afraid of medical professionals. And so them coming in might not have been a relief to them. Like, that might have been frightening. Well, and you you think about people in these abusive cases... It's just a thought of, oh, my God, I'm going to get them in trouble and there's going to be backlash because of this. So there's kind of that added sinister element of um, they've I I mean, I don't know if you put this in one of the slides I was just skimming them, but they were saying the neighbors were saying that the windows were blacked out. Mm -hmm. They had put a paper or something. I don't know if that's I don't know if that was Ivan's or Springville, though. Yeah, and regardless, these kids were being kept like prisoners, like not even normal prisoners, like Guantanamo Bay, like CIA black site prisoners, always tied up and and everything like that. It's just uh, so they were trying to break them. Yeah, I mean they weren't trying to reform them; they're trying to break them. So. After she refused for four hours, they got her to accept care, which, you know, people were asking me, like, as a social worker, like, could she deny care? If she was in dire medical need, she could deny it, but they don't have to listen because she is a minor. But again, they were trying to prioritize what level of autonomy that she could possibly have. And um, but if it was like really bad, they would have eventually pushed her to go whether she wanted to or not. But as a social worker, I would have pushed for like... Let's see if we can get her more comfortable yeah. first. Um, Shout out to the paramedics for that. Yeah. So. And so she was then taken to the hospital. The hospital professionals determined that she was malnourished. So consistent with her brother also. So this is the thing that a lot of people were confused about. And I pulled this quote directly from the affidavit. So this is word for word. Once Jody was given her charges, she said, E and R should never be allowed around any other kids. So, I don't quite know what that means. Yeah. Jody or Ruby has always had, I mean, I hate to say a vendetta, but that's almost what it felt like. It's 100% a vendetta. You don't treat people like this who you're not trying to exact some sort of revenge on. And it's always been this way with the younger two. Like, she had a lot of hatred for Chad. But she also had a lot of hatred for the two youngest. I mean, if you recall, one of the things that caught media attention in the last while was the fact that she took Christmas away yeah. from the younger two only. And so there's something about the two of them that Ruby just has a problem with. And because of that, I'm sure that extended to Jody, And Jody just emboldened that. Well, and yeah, said I'm how sure terrible she was are. always coming into Jody about what she has to what she can do about these kids who are like defiant and selfish and. All these other words that she's used to describe them. 100%. So, I don't know what that means. I don't know. But if- it's not a fucking smart thing to say without a lawyer to law enforcement. Like, No, I agree. It's like... Friend, you just... <laughs> you blew it. I mean, if they really think that, like, if they're really bought into this connection shit to, a, like, a really, really deep level, it could be, like, these kids are you know, 
possessed or yeah. like they have this, something gross. This or... is where we could be start. We could start straying into Lori Vallow, Chad Daybell situation kind of situation. So yeah, it's so, not looking great. That's for sure. Um. So the other thing is on both statements, it said that Jody was found in to be direct care of both of them. Um, so where is Ruby during this time? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. And so I can't see that. I should probably. The other thing is the reason that Ruby was charged as like being involved, even if she wasn't physically there when the cops were there, there was evidence that she had filmed. And this comes from the affidavit. There was evidence that she had filmed a video in Jody's basement two days prior which law enforcement said is enough to say that she was aware of and involved in the abuse. So that's what, that's how they confirmed Ruby's involvement was she, they pulled like literally one of the YouTube videos. Um, and so that's what I'm piecing together is even though she wasn't there, they still had enough evidence to, to pursue anyway. Um, so next slide. Police scanner audio. So I don't want to play these. And let me tell you why. Because if we were to sit here and play them for you, will you figure out how to slow it? If I were to sit here and play them Let's for just, you. It shouldn't be. Let me make this again because a lot of you weren't here at the beginning. Please do not name any of these kids in the chat or correlate their ages to a name or anything like that our, our mods are removing it i shouldn't have to slow the chat so the mods can remove it because of chatter's bad behavior so if you're going yes, to refer so to these names. children just initials i know that this is information that is out there in the public but it's not something that we want on our channel because we believe these kids still should be afforded some sort of semblance of privacy especially after this difficult time that they're experiencing yes so Thank if you. I need to slow the chat, I will, but I don't want to do that just because people aren't listening to what we're trying to say. So anyways, here's what I'm going to say about the police scanner audio. It's all over the internet. You can listen to it if you want. Here's the thing, though. I don't want to play it for you guys because then we're going to sit here and we're going to ask 30 more million questions because it's hard to understand. There's lots yeah. of gibberish. There's lots of things that come through that are unclear. And so instead of playing this all for you, somebody was kind enough to transcribe them. And so each of them are transcribed and I will read it to you. So that way you're still getting the audio. You're just not hearing it. And then the correction that I want to bring up that we mentioned earlier is there was confusion around one of the audios that some of the police scanner audio that people were listening to where two cases were kind of being discussed at once and things got mixed. And so there was a mention of like a panic room, a safe door, and all of these things that were thought to be part of the Ruby case. And it was not. It was another um, thing going on at the time. And so they got mixed in with that audio because it's police audio, right? Like they're talking about multiple cases. And so that's why that got mixed up. And it makes me feel better that maybe that was not something that was happening, but that, you know, there's still a lot of information that we don't know. And then yes, other reminder, don't speculate no, yeah. on no sexuality. sexuality speculation. It's, 
it's silly because Jody is a major homophobe and we always seem to correlate giant homophobes with people who are actually queer themselves, but it it's just a not even a correlation. It just is a coincidence a lot of times. So we don't need to speculate on that kind of stuff. It's I mean, I'm not gonna lie to you, it's weird. Like they have a very Their relationship, relationship is very odd and they're close, affectionate but, and touchy, yeah. but we're not gonna speculate move, on what that means. Can you move into frame a little bit? You're like most of the way. Out. Sorry. Okay, go next. <laughs> Let me try and pin this real quick. I don't know. Sorry, there we go. Thank you. Okay, next one. All right, police audio. So I put on here the person who did it in the eight passenger sub that I really appreciated. Um, shout out to Lost Caller 2470. Um, they transcribed all of this so that I could read it to you. Um, so this a lot of this is jumbled and they don't share everything on police audio because it is public. And people can listen yeah. to it. So we're not going to be given all the information for that reason. And so D on here, abbreviated, is dispatch. You goofed. <laughs> what? Oh, shoot. One goof. We'll allow it. Jordan was rushing to put this together. so I was. She so did, she did uh, get other ones. So Ignore that. So this is copied from the transcription. And so I didn't have time to edit this out. But... So, son showed up with tape around his legs and thirsty. So, this is the reporting party um, said this to dispatch and asking for help, afraid of asking for police. And then there's, you know, weird dispatch things being said. And then dispatch says again, he gave his name, unknown date of birth, um, or he did give a date of birth, but I'm not sure how many, something unintelligible. I'll keep looking into that. And the reporting party said he left through the porch of the neighbor's house. And then dispatch says again, he does have dark tape around each ankle. He's not telling the reporting party why and said there is sores around his wrists and ankles. He's becoming something. The reporting party is becoming emotional regarding the child's health. And so the neighbor that was there with him was like getting upset because of his condition um, and then dispatch says, I'm going to go ahead and have medical check on this one. Uh, officer confirmed. Dispatch, the reporting party said he left from neighbors. Jody Hildebrandt, redacted private confidential info, 55, 54-year-old female, not sure if they are related. When asking the reporting party, he said his mom is Ruby Frankie, unknown where she lives. Dispatch says, and do you have a Ruby Frankie spelling with an E on the end of Ruby or at the E of Frankie? Address is said, only involvement was a traffic offense a couple days ago, officer copy. And I will talk about that traffic violation in a minute. Dispatch, he's also saying there are two sisters back home as well. Officer, do you have an address for that, Jody? Address is redacted. More dispatch talk. Officers are directed to which home it is. Dispatch says, reporting party and the boy are going to be sitting on the front porch. No visible weapons. The male is wearing a long sleeve t-shirt and shorts and medical 23 as well. So the reporting party, it sounds like, waited for law enforcement at the neighbor's house. Yeah. Um, okay. Next one. Whoops. I'm on the wrong screen. So this was a lot. So I had to condense it a little bit. Um, more dispatch talk. 
they thought her name was Rose Frankie for a minute. So it was dispatch asked a Rose Frankie officer said medical is going to transport him. His wounds are in need of immediate care, which was when I was listening to it, like that sucked. Yeah. Like, you know, that the officer standing there with this poor kid and saying he needs immediate medical attention. Like, and then dispatch says, I don't have any Rose Frankie's coming back in Utah. I did find a Ruby Frankie out of Springville. However, her only involvement is a traffic offense. And then, police code numbers and things and officer says child looks very emaciated dispatch confirms officer one says will you just make sure that nothing happens until we get there um to look at what's going on and then the other officer says you want medical to hold off to transfer to the hospital and officer one says we need to get some photographs first so that also sucks yeah um So, two officers, so again, this is why I wanted to transcript it out and have it so you guys could see it, because there's multiple officers and people talking here, which is confusing. So, other officer says, we're going to hold him here, says he's alert and breathing, just hang out and wait for us. Dispatch says, after doing a little digging, it looks like that what I sent you for the Ruby Frankie is going to be the one that is associated with the Jody Hildebrandt. They're both showing as therapists from Salt Lake and associated with they social media she was as well. A therapist. <laughs> Which is just like it's fucking laughable. It's at depressing. Best. It's depressing. Um, and it, they said, Officer, what's the address for Jody Hildebrandt? Sorry, which address for Jody? There was confusion about her address. Dispatch said if mom really is Ruby, another intelligible, unintelligible dispatch information. Officer, does she have an address in Springville? Dispatch says per her Facebook. Dispatch is looking at Facebook. Her and Jody <laughs> oh both are God. therapists. The addresses for their work are up in Salt Lake as well. And then officers or officer says copy. Yeah, that's going to be mom. Dispatch says, looks like we did have involvement with mom on the 25th of this month. It was a traffic offense in a white Honda. Things we couldn't understand in here. And then officers says, control about what time did this get called in? And dispatch says the call was created at 11.02. And then part three of the audio was um, the shortest. So there was a lot of information that did not apply that kind of got filtered out and then dispatch says i think i may have found dad a kevin frankie address out of springville officer says talking to somebody else who's not dispatch come in and come upstairs she's in the bathroom we don't know which person this is we don't know if it's jody we don't know if it's the other kid like we don't know um dispatch says run also a vehicle search on jody she's showing a white lexus sedan with redacted info about her vehicle and then the officer says, we're we're going to pull up next on the road. And the officer says, can you hold there while we're searching the house? And then other stuff is said. Um, so those are the three audios. The other audio that I didn't have time to transcribe um, that was also brought up. The biggest thing that came out of that was Ruby attempted to go to the hospital to see the kids. So... Because Ruby wasn't there at that time. She was en route. She was on the way to the house. So the theory is that the child got out and the theory is that Jody was driving around looking for him and contacted Ruby, which is why Ruby came was coming down to Ivan's. 
And once law enforcement, like Jody must have seen that law enforcement was like pulling up her in the area and she told Ruby and then Ruby went to try to get to the hospital. That's better. I could see that, honestly. That makes the most sense in my head. Again, we're just trying to put pieces together. But Ruby went to the hospital and the hospital, I guess, contacted law enforcement and law enforcement says, no, she's not allowed to see them. Keep her out. And so she wasn't able, based on the dispatch audio, the pieces that we do have, she apparently wasn't able to get to them. Um, and it was not for good reason. There's no way in hell she was going to try to get to them to be like, oh, my gosh, you poor thing. Like, after everything that she's participated in up to this point, like, bullshit. And so I'm sure yeah. these kids were also terrified that she was going to show up. Like, I'm sure that's a big yeah. piece of this as well. Um, so those are the three parts of the police audio and then the other one. And so that's why I didn't want to play them for you guys, just so we have an easier time. Yeah. There was also, I think this is where you need to bring up the thing that we got wrong the other day. What thing? The garage, the safe room. Did we talk about? I already brought it up. Oh, we already up. brought that? Sorry, I've been watching chat and trying to fix stuff, so... <laughs> Okay, so driving infraction. So this is what they were talking about on dispatch. They said that she had had a traffic violation prior this month. And so somebody was able to find oh, it. Oh, this was in in Ivan's. Yes. Oh, whoops. So she was driving in Ivan's. And I bring this up because, I mean, she was speeding quite a bit. She's going 50 in a 35. Typical Utah. And so she Ruby. did get a ticket for that. And this was... Just a few days prior. Just a few days before. Five days prior. In Ivan's. So, I, I mean, that's probably stronger evidence mm -hmm. than the video. Because a video could be filmed way far in advance. But she was in Ivan's on the 25th. Yep. Five days prior. And it takes longer than five days to have a kid be malnourished. Yep. So... Um, Okay, so family responds. There's two that I wanted to include here. Well, three technically. So official Sherry Frankie account, oldest daughter of Ruby. Hi, all. Today has been a big day. This is after everything came out. Me and my family are so glad that justice is being served. We've been trying to tell the police and CPS for years about this and so glad they finally decided to step up. Kids are safe, but there's a long road ahead. Please keep them in your prayers and also respect their privacy. Um, so that came from Sherry. And then not long after that, there was a statement made from Ruby's three vlogging sisters. So this is Ellie, this is Julie, and this is post. Bonnie. They created this joint post together. Oh, somebody in the chat, uh, Little Morphine Annie. 5.15 a.m.? Is that really? I didn't even see that. Is it really? Oh, my God. <laughs> what? what an ungodly hour. Who's Why is she doing that? Get out of the car at 5.15. Her kids aren't in school. She doesn't have a job. What the? F and she ain't taking her kids to school. <laughs> That's for damn sure. Yeah, they, <laughs> they are not in school. So. No. Okay, this is a good reminder that if you are new here and you are here and watching it in the chat, please make sure you like. Please make sure you subscribe. That keeps our channel going. That keeps us able to do this. And then also we have membership and Patreon that you can join as well. Okay. She really All had to sis. poop. <laughs> <laughs> Who's leaving the house before their morning shit? 
take care of your business before you fire up that white Honda, whatever the hell she was driving. See, this is what I mean when I say we try to include humor in there. All okay, sis, do you want to read this? All het sis. Thank you for the, the super sticker. Yeah. For the last three years, we have kept quiet on the subject of our sister Ruby Frankie for the sake of her children. Behind the public scene, we have done everything we could try and make sure the kids were safe. We wouldn't feel like, or we wouldn't feel right about moving forward with regular content without addressing the most recent events. Once we do, we will not be commenting on it further. Ruby was arrested, which needed to happen. Jody was arrested, which needed to happen. The kids are now safe, which is the number one priority. So there's a few things about this that stand out to me. Was that the morning after or was that the same night? I think it was, I think it was the morning after. I right? think so. Thank you again. I'll het sis. I love your. Yeah, uh, thank you. I love your username. That's awesome. <laughs> um, so the thing that stands out to me, the like one of the things for the last three years, we've kept quiet on this subject because of our sister Ruby Frankie for the sake of her children. So. That's a loaded statement, and we can interpret this, like, a million different ways, but it's interesting, like, that some people have argued, like, is keeping quiet on this the best thing to do? And what does that mean? Is that keeping quiet in general? Is that, like, you know, all these things? And so things have come out about the siblings, how they, you know, they talked to CPS, they talked to law enforcement, they reported Jody, like... They did some things and nothing amounted to anything, it doesn't sound like, which I'll come back to that later. Um, so somebody's cousins with Jared Meekum. Oh, really? Shout out. Um, <laughs> tell him to get a new job, <laughs> tell him to stop blogging. So I'm not sure what that means. They said behind the public scenes, we've done everything we could, and so people are going to question was yeah. that enough? I don't know. Did they do everything that they possibly could? I'd like to believe so. Did they do everything? Maybe not. Who's to say? Um, So that's what they said. And then they said Ruby was arrested, which needed to happen. And Jody was arrested, which needed to happen. Which I can't imagine saying that in a public forum about a sister. Like, my sister needed to be arrested. Yeah. Like, how crazy of a But there are people, I mean, fucking your mother... (laughs) I would relish the that sentence rolling off my tongue. But it's just it's just got to be a really bizarre position for them to be in and I I understand that. Um so I I'm not a fan of the sisters. I'm not a fan of the fact that they have their kids on their channel and yeah. make money off of it. I'm not a fan of that. So I'm not simps for any of these people, but I can hold them accountable for doing something that I think is wrong while also holding space for the fact that they are bystanders in this and there's a good chance that there was probably a lot that they tried to do and nothing worked. So, yeah. And obviously there is an element of unknowability with the internet. uh, And a lot of people are going to react the way that they're going to react because they have built their audience on or their whole platform on showing everything about their family. And when something this big drops, this awful, horrendous thing, and they have made no mention of it up until this point when they come out and they're like, oh, we have kept quiet on it, but that's for the sake of the children. It does ring 
a little hollow. So it makes sense that people were not buying it. Um, did you put in here that Bonnie had uploaded a video kind of briefly touching on it? Is that, oh, post and delete her video. And I'm imagining, I never saw the comments, but I'm imagining that she p deleted it because a lot of people were like, this is a little weird. <laughs> so I'm, I'm with Jordan. They, there's a lot of unknowability, but I can totally see why things happen the, the, the way that they, they should have honestly known that things were going to pan out that way. This well, is the Ruby, internet. Ruby cut them off yeah. too. So they probably knew things were bad, but maybe they didn't know how bad it was. Yeah. You know? I, I'm, re I'm talking about that in response to yeah. their, yeah. their statements. Um, Super chat real quick. Amber McHugh. Thank you. Flying mom, Laura, 7,800 watching. Please hit that like button. Yes. Hit the like button. Make sure you subscribe. Don grandma of three. Welcome to the terrestrial. Yes. Kingdom. Thank you. Don grandma of three. We love grandmas here. Um, so that's the family response up to this point. So I'll yep. come back to this later. Next. So. Taken to jail officially. Ruby and Jody are both taken to Purgatory Correctional <laughs> Facility. Dun dun dun! Which I find quite amusing. I I think that's so hilarious. On two counts of aggravated child abuse each, Ruby declined to speak. Jody also declined to speak beyond that stupid thing that I um, <laughs> told you guys earlier that she said about you know how E and R shouldn't be around children. Um. There was that. So that was all she said before she stopped speaking and they both requested lawyers. So because they were both arrested in Ivan's, they both ended up in the same jail. So that's why they're there together. Um, okay, next slide. So here was the is hell jail full. Yeah, Spirit Prison, too. It was <laughs> that is the real full name. Full up. I'm not making that up. That is the name of the jail. It, yeah, it's uh, named after the, the area that it's nearby. Purgatory. I think it might be a state park, even. Yeah, maybe. Southern Utahns. Sound off in the, in the chat. <laughs> so, all hit says thank you Welcome to Terrestrial Kingdom. Becoming a member. Yeah. If you want to get a little star by your name, you can become a member. That's very cute. Um, so, I wanted to include this. On the side, I wrote no bail bitches because that's exactly what happened here. So I thought this was very interesting because a lot of times, even for, you know, even not great crimes, people are still yeah. given bail. Usually he, it's yeah. just really high. Even Lori Vallow apparently got bail there. It was two million dollars, wasn't it? Something. I, I think it. I remember hearing about it. So I'm almost positive she did. So, this is both, I combined them together. This is the notice for Jody and the notice for Ruby. Um, based on the affirmation of the arresting officer um, and the judge, the current offense is a felony. The court finds substantial evidence to support the charge and finds by clear and convincing evidence that Ruby Frankie would constitute a substantial danger to any other individual or to the community or is likely to flee the jurisdiction of the court if released on bail. Therefore, the court orders that Ruby Frankie is to no be held without bail. No bail. Same thing with Jody. The court orders that Jody 
is to be held Jody Nan Hildebrand. Jan, Nan, or Nan. I'm sorry with anybody who has Nan Nan as the middle name, but she looks like a Jody Nan. I'm I'm sorry. That's just what Jody Nan looks like to me. I guess. So, is this surprising to me? Like, you know, substantial danger to any other individual or the community? Like, that's wild (laughs) to me. Like, they're afraid of letting them out because they're Yikes. afraid they're going to hurt someone else or themselves. Or flee. Um, or run away. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised. Both. I think the other thing to keep in mind here is both of these women are wealthy. So it's not out of the realm of possibility for them to get out of here and real fast. Um, so but they, if they had to fly somewhere, they, well, yeah, they couldn't. I mean, and they couldn't make it in Mexico. Let's be real. No. Especially with how much of a nuisance Jody is, she's probably mega racist. Um, um Levade and Z, reminder to reminder to chat to take care uh in times like these, make sure you get a drink, something to eat, stretch your back, grab meds if you're due, um, grab other types of meds if it is legal for you to partake. Um, yes. Yes, self care. It's still the weekend. Important. It may be Sunday scaries time, but it's still the weekend. Tomorrow's a holiday for a lot of people. Oh, for the United States, yeah, we're ce- celebrating the labor movement in America. Let's go. I want to bring this up before you went to the next slide. I am correct. It is a state park in the state of Utah, oh, Purgatory okay. Chasm State Reservation. It's a state reservation, I guess. Well, there you go. Um, so there you go. I just wanted to bring that up for the chat because people were thinking that was kind of odd. Utah is just in and of itself kind of a strange place. <laughs> okay, next. Hold on, pause. Next. Push my button, please, and you can thank you. If if you're argue I trust my mods if you're arguing with your the mods decision to put you in timeout or whatever. You're just asking to get put in timeout again. <laughs> I'm going to tell you that much. Just right remember, now. the only reason that you get in timeout is if you use the kids' names instead of their initials, or you're being, or you're speculating about sexuality, which is inappropriate, or you're like making inappropriate comments to other people. So, just be a kind human, and we're fine. So, one of the most common questions that we've been getting lately about this case specifically is: Will Ruby's parents come home from their mission? So. That thing that you just pulled up, according to Melissa's in Massachusetts. Oh, am I stupid? Oh, I'm so stupid. I, this is really far <laughs> away from me. Stupid, but Sorry. that was funny. That is funny. Um, thank you, Melissa, for catching that. So, oh my God, there it is, Massachusetts. I we don't even live in Utah anymore, dude. So it wouldn't yep. have even pulled the, up. The Utah anyway. has left my body. I guess. I guess. Um. Anyway, go ahead. So <laughs> thanks, Melissa. Ruby's <laughs> parents. <laughs> Left in July for... And AB, a Apple Jam PB. There thank you, you for those of you who picked that up. Left in July 2022 for a Mormon mission to Serbia. So that means that they are not in the picture. They are far. However, this is not your traditional Mormon mission. They're still allowed to keep in contact with family. They have access to social media. I was made aware that they... Um, actually record content from their mission and upload it to YouTube. Which is, like, actually unheard of, but in most cases, 
Yeah. On like a public platform, but apparently that's what's happening. So they're posting their stuff on YouTube while they're on their mission. And I don't know what they're doing specifically. I think they're doing humanitarian work that can mean like various things, but they, the difference with senior missionaries is what we call them. The difference with these people is that they have autonomy. Like if something came up and they were, they decided they needed to leave their mission, they could just leave. So there would be no questions about, you know, having to like go to your mission president and tell them that you want to off yourself in order to get home. And that's what generally it's really hard to get sent home when you're an 18, 19, 20 year old missionary versus a senior missionary. Um, So that's they have flexibility. So if they wanted to come home and be with their kids and grandkids or whatever, they absolutely could. And it's fully in their control. Yep. But it also would be kind of awkward. <laughs> yeah. Can I mean, you, okay, <laughs> imagine you're a Mormon, you're on a mission, you're out there, you're serving who you think to be is Jesus, whatever. And you report to a mission president who possibly, not for sure, not all the time, but a lot of times these senior missionary couples, they are friends with the mission president before and they they put in, they request to be assigned to that mission so that they can do whatever it is the mission president needs or anything like that. But imagine you are going in there and you're like, hi, president, who could be my friend. Um, my daughter got arrested on felony char- uh, child abuse charges. And I think I need to uh, go and visit home for a little while. Like, obviously, there's a huge shame aspect to that and they are in the public eye so even more so but something that i had discussed with jordan was a lot of times um in situations like this people's default is to quote unquote protect the good name of the church so what that mission president may have done was suggest to them or counsel them or have some sort of revelation that they shouldn't go because as of right now, people in the media don't mention their missionary parents, Ruby's missionaries' parents. Mm -hmm. So he could be saying, hey, don't go back because it will bring the church even more media attention that we don't want to have. Yeah. So they're kind of in a weird spot, a weird spot because it doesn't look great because they're, Grandchildren were abused by their daughter and her whack-ass business partner friend. And I believe that they should be there for their family in that moment because this is an emotional thing for the entire family. And then there's also their allegiance to the church and the Mormon gospel. And so it's difficult for them. And I'm not saying they're saints by any by any means somebody in the chat had said that there was some um abusive stuff in some home video old home videos that they had to they got heat for and i haven't really i don't really know anything about them we haven't really looked into them at all but you know there's a lot to consider it's not so cut and dry yeah kim we do not speculate on sexuality between these two people there's there's no reason for that um so we can talk about you know you can make statements like it's weird that they're so physically affectionate and they are very touchy and but outright yeah. speculation we want to avoid. Um, 
because it can be offensive for um, other people. So avoid sexuality speculation. So other thing to keep in mind here is Ruby was not speaking to them when they left. And mission farewells are a big deal because you're not going to see these people for anywhere from a year and a half to two years. And so a mission farewell is a big deal because this would be the last time that they're going to see them. Yeah. So that's, you know, that's a big deal that she didn't go to that. And so that's, I I mean, it's just really depressing to me. Like to be a grandparent and to not, like regardless of the situation, to be a grandparent, to have your own kids, like your own kids, one of your kids being so weird and culty that yeah. they don't want to see you anymore. Like, that's just that's just heartbreaking. Um, okay, next one. So, I wanted to give you guys pictures of purgatory. Because <laughs> um, I was curious and... Purgatory Correctional Fit. Center, which is not in Massachusetts, by the way. It's not in Massachusetts. <laughs> this is in there, Southern There is Utah. a purgatory loop in St. George and a gun range purgatory. So I don't know. Correct. <laughs> Correct. Maddie Spinks, thank you for becoming a member. We appreciate it. And Mary Maynard, thank you for becoming a member. Um, so this is inside the Purgatory Correctional Facility. I pulled all of these information, all of this information from um, the internet, but all of these are confirmed purgatory images. So I don't know what their situation <laughs> in the jail is yeah, going to look they like. Are, they are pre-trial. So. They are pre-trial. They aren't convicted of anything at this point. Um, and so the interesting thing to me about this is, one, the name of the jail, but two, there's kind of a different dynamic with these guys because they likely cannot be in the same area. Like Jody and Ruby are likely not allowed to talk. Which I think is a good thing. I imagine that they are separated, especially for, like, trial purposes. Um, So, yeah. This is what what the inside looks like, at least a few spaces. I don't know if this is identical to where they are, but I wanted to include it. (laughs) Because the idea of the two of them... Can everybody see the sign? Uh, We're kind of in the front of the sign. Just so y'all know, we're not bullshitting. Here's the sign right there. Purgatory Correctional Facility. (laughs) It just is so ironic. Like, it's... It's just so perfect, to, and I love it. To me, it's even funnier because purgatory is not a word in Mormon vernacular. They call it spirit prison, but it's yeah. kind of the same idea where if you, it's where you go because you didn't accept the gospel or whatever for a period of time. It's yeah. kind of the same idea. Similar. I won't say the same. So it gives me a lot of, I mean, this case is horrible. So this gave me one small bit of joy that this is what they're dealing with on the inside so next slide please there's also another tidbit of information that i guys wanted to i wanted to get oh this This man if you don't recognize him is warren jeffs he is the prophet proclaimed prophet and leader of the fundamentalist latter-day saints the flds as they are known the giant cults that is actually in southern utah warren jeffs actually was in purgatory correctional facility so that is Aaron interesting. Brent Metcalf, Brent Metcalf. Do I know that name? Metcalf sounds familiar. Anyway, welcome. Does you guys. sound familiar? Welcome to the terrestrial kingdom. Is that what you join? Yes, terrestrial kingdom. So Warren Jeffs was in this space because if you weren't aware, like the FLDS are all down in like the 
Utah, Arizona kind of area. And so when he was finally arrested, um, he was in Purgatory Correctional. And that was, I don't even remember how long ago that was, but it was a big freaking deal. Um, oh, yeah, they do they do Mormon stuff. Welcome, Aaron and Brent. They do? Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was like, I, was I know I, I've heard really that, familiar. that name before. <laughs> Um, so I wanted to include that because that's just gross. Um, okay. Next slide, please. Um, I saw some of you guys in the chat mentioning this, but I'm Somebody one, sent a super chat. One step but, ahead of you. Yeah, that's why I didn't adjust. <laughs> tomato, 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 tomato. Tomatoes, all of this. Um, Inmate roster, so bless the Washington County Sheriff's Department for being extremely thorough about their shit, because not only do they update their stuff regularly, they also update their inmate roster regularly. And so it actually gives the locations of the inmates. So Jody currently is in whatever Behold is in Ruby is in whatever C-hold is. I am not familiar with, like, prison location and descriptions and terminology. There's been some people speculating about what these mean, like, what this means. Some are speculating that if it's a hold, it means they're isolated and being observed, either because they, like, need protection or... From themselves or from Like, otherwise. from themselves or from other people or... You know, there's, like, we could speculate wildly about this because we just don't have enough information to be able to really see what's going on here. Um, I just want to mention real quick, uh, unfortunately, very sadly, uh, Warren Jeffs is still alive and in prison, but... Yes, correct. That is an interesting story. Um, That is for sure. (laughs) I actually did a thesis on it. Um, anyways, so somebody said H3 collab when I would simply pass away. Flocka! Um, but anyway, <laughs> don't even make me think about that because that would be amazing. But we are not on the map enough for that to happen. So, anywho, this is the inmate roster. This is where they are. Is it out of the realm of possibility that they are struggling mentally now that they're in prison? Definitely not. I could see Ruby completely falling into a victim mentality at this point. Absolutely. Um, so there you go. Next slide, please. So this came from a news article that I thought was very interesting. I don't remember which one, but it was, um, I think it was like an NBC article. But anyway, this came out after the arrest and I included this for a few different reasons, but I'm going to read it to you. Foster, this is the law enforcement officer. Son of a bitch. Sorry. Said his department, the police, Springville, um, his involvement in the case is concluded at this point, but he did say there were interactions between Frankie and Springville police in the last year. He says that DCFS asked Springville police to accompany them to the home in October of 2022 to investigate a matter. And the law enforcement officer said they were not very cooperative. Which color me surprised yeah. that they are not very cooperative. You're, you're telling me that people who do the wrong thing don't want to fess it up, fess up to it? That, so <laughs> that's crazy. So weird. I never would have guessed. Let, uh, let me highlight this to October 2022. This is after the alleged separation of yes. 
of Kevin and Ruby. And there were neighbors that had commented and there were verified posts in artist slash a passenger snark of neighbors that said that they had seen Jody there at the house spending the night very often. So, yep. Okay. So at the time there was no warrant. So neither DCFS nor officers could enter the home. So I'm going to come back to that in a second, but the arrow. What? I hate this magic mouse for this. <laughs> the arrow that I put up there, we didn't have enough, is what this officer said, to get a warrant to get into the home until what happened in St. George, referring to yesterday's developments. So a lot of people are saying, why did it take so long? How, like, why weren't they able to look at this? Why weren't, like, there was lots of questions about why it took so long. But this is just the black and white truth right here is they didn't have enough to get a warrant. And with things like DCFS, like as a social worker, you have to have things pretty stacked and tight in order to pursue, like, yeah. in order to have enough to justify a search warrant. And so the fact that they didn't have enough is playing into the major reason that they were not able to do anything about this case. And so they were keeping things really well under wraps, it appears, which isn't... Like, you know, it's not out of the realm of possibility for something that happens, especially people who have a platform. Like when you talk about people who have been called out and said that DCFS need to go to their home, a lot of those people who are actual actually abusing their children will kind of go off the grid. And it enables them to continue to do it because they're being more careful. And so Ruby's in the public eye, so there's a good chance that she knows that... Yeah. People know who she is. And so to be outwardly doing things that would draw attention to her is probably not something that, that she was doing, which would make sense as to why they didn't have enough to get a search warrant. So I don't know what happened in October of 2022. I don't know what was going on at that time. There was enough of something that DCFS's ears were, yeah. were listening. Um, but it wasn't enough to get a search warrant, which means they're kind of limited in what they're able to do if it's not, like, glaringly obvious that something is wrong. Okay. So, additional charges are filed against Ruby and Jody. So, here's what happens next. So, I'm going to pull up my own slide so I can read it because it's fairly small and I want to be able to see. Oh, Jordan's okay. just including the whole screenshot so you know that we're not bullshitting. But I'm not bullshitting, yeah. So the original thing that the two of them were charged with was aggravated child abuse, and we didn't have a whole lot of specifics other than what was described in the affidavit. But shortly after, each of them were charged with six counts of aggravated child abuse. Six total. So it upgraded charges. from two to six. So, and then I'll bring up, I included the hearing dates and things in there too. So you guys will know when those are. Um, so number one for this one is Ruby. So we've got count number one of aggravated child abuse. All of these are second degree felonies with, I think the maximum for each of these is 15 years. So there is much speculation to be had on, you know, are they going to, 
put them consecutively? Are they going to, you know, like, there's lots of questions about how this is going to be sentenced if they are actually convicted. Yeah. And so I think the minimum is like a year and then there's also a fine. And so it kind of, kind of depends. So aggravated child abuse with the stipulation that it was intentional and they knew they were doing it. Uh, somebody said October is when she deleted the eight passengers page. That is not correct. She deleted the pa- eight passengers page just a couple of weeks ago. It, it was up until just a couple weeks. Is ago. Is that when she stopped filming? Nope. Because the last upload was back in January of 2022 for that baptism. And then after that, it was nothing. Okay. So the reason I brought these up was because the additional counts gave information that we didn't have like in writing before. So the two here with Ruby is the stipulation that they gave that it's such serious physical injury that resulted in starvation, failure to thrive, malnutrition, and jeopardized the child's life. And this is in regards to R, her youngest son. Um, so we're not Hold just... On, let me... Baloney is getting into something. Baloney, if you know... If you know who we are, you know Baloney. He is our orange cat, and he is not. Show him to the camera. Show his adorable little orangeness. He's in trouble now. Um. <laughs> no, you have to stay here with me because I don't know what you're like getting into over there. Clearly, there's something. So we're not Behave. just talking about, um, like kids went a few days skipping a meal. We're talking sustained long period of time not getting any nutrition whatsoever like that is absolutely severe and horrible and then the third count um that they put in here so such serious physical injury that includes conduct toward a child that results in severe emotional harm severe developmental delay or intellectual disability or severe impairment of the child's ability to function. And so that is with aggravated child abuse. That's like a given, right? Like if we're inflicting basically torture and withholding food to a point that a child's like on death's door, then that's going to cause severe emotional harm and not to mention the physical things that could come out of that. And so that's a big piece of this as well. And then it counts four, five, and six are for the other child. And these ones stipulate, again, starvation, failure to thrive, malnutrition, jeopardizing the child's life, the severe physical injury, conduct towards the child that results in severe emotional harm, developmental delay, intellectual disability, or severe impairment. And then the last one... This one is specific. Such serious physical injury includes any combination of two or more physical injuries inflicted by the same person, either at the same time or on different occasions. So this one was written differently. And I don't like this was much more specific combination of two or more physical injuries by the same person, either at the same time or on different occasions. And so stating that, this might have not been a one-time thing. I don't know. So that's why I included this one. This one was the count specifically for Ruby. And then go to the next one. 
I have the same ones for Jody. She was also charged with six. Same similar ones. We've got the here's the here's what I don't like about these. Jody's are different. And Jody's are different in a gross way, in a really horrible way. Because in the first offense, because these are more specific, this one stipulates that, and this is not the same as it was written in Ruby, so we know this applies to Jody and Jody only. The serious physical injury, having care and custody of such child, caused or permitted another to inflict serious physical injury upon said child, and such serious physical injury includes physical torture. Was that not on the other one? No. Are you sure? I yes. could have sworn it was. It's in parentheses. This says physical torture right here. Does it? Yeah. Oh, okay. So, but still, that is stipulated though for both of them. Like physical torture. We're not talking about just like yeah. hit a kid with you know, a Is he still over there? Yeah, I looked down there. There's a spoon or something. Like we're talking about literally physical torture. Um, and then second one. Hold on. Could you enunciate your s's more? I can barely hear them. That's just how people talk. Sorry, bud. (laughs) Serious physical injury, the starvation, failure to thrive, malnutrition, and then um, the severe harm, emotional harm. That charge as well. And then the other three charges are for the other kiddo. Same thing. Oh, pause. Um, making jokes about phys- about abuse. Um, yeah, throw that name in the chat. That's that's a ban. That you're not coming back after that. Okay, that's weird. People, yeah. weird. Um, and then same charges for the other. We've got the malnutrition, the severe emotional harm. And this one is also the same. So the physical injury includes any combination of two or more by the same person, either at the same time or on different occasions. So there's something there. Like either they were able to prove that it was happening more than once or I don't know. There's something there that's specific. So these are the current charges that have been filed. Both of these, these sets of three are based on the two kids that were in the home at the time. This does not reflect anything that might not, like, that might have happened for the other children that might have happened in the past. This is just based on the incident that happened at the time. I imagine, I'm not a lawyer, but I imagine that they're able to go backwards and look at things that have happened in the past and potentially make a stronger case. I would imagine. But these are the charges as they sit right now. Okay, next one. So I included this one, but I didn't have time to write up a thing about it. So I'm just going to explain it to you. Another legal thing that happened here, and if Tater Tot's still in here, she'll know what I'm talking about. So this is the state of Utah um, prosecutor specifically talking about Jody. Ryan J. Shom, I hope I'm saying that right. He's the deputy county attorney for Washington County where this is happening. Hereby moves the above entitled court for an order changing the judge in this matter from John J. Walton to Keith C. Barnes. This motion is based on the grounds that the defendant has a co-defendant in front of Judge Keith C. Barnes. The co-defendant's number is this and it's Ruby Frankie. So I didn't 
completely understand why this was, so I asked my lawyer friend, and she told me most often they'll do this to consolidate court resources, first and foremost, because apparently it is less resources to have them be separate, seeing two different judges. But she told me that this will likely be contested by Jody's attorney and possibly McKay's attorney. McKay's attorney. Uh, Ruby's attorney because... <laughs> Damn, I got a lawyer up. <laughs> she said from like a defense perspective, if they're like entirely separate cases with separate judges, it's easier to like mudsling and place blame on the other. And so she anticipates that whoever Jody's legal counsel is will potentially um, kind of argue with this and contest this being the case. I haven't seen anything up on this yet at this point. So I just wanted to include that there. Thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you. If you are here for the first time, make sure you like, make sure you subscribe. We are so happy to have you. Okay, so upcoming court date for Ruby. Exciting for you and exciting for me. Boob, concurrent ver- concu- uh, concurrent viewers. Spells boob right now. 8,008. On, t- <laughs> on my screen, at least. Um. So... This is screenshotted right off the Utah court website. Um, this is State of Utah versus Ruby Frankie. There's some interesting things that I want to talk about regards in regards to the attorneys. Um, but we're going to come on that. We're going to come back to that in a second. But below, you'll see all of the charges, the six of them. All of them are second degree felonies. And then this virtual hearing that you see here is on September 8th. So that is... This week. Friday. And it is at 1.30 p.m. Mountain Time. You'll see on the left side of this that there is a WebEx link. So if you go to the WebEx link, it's public and you're actually able to watch it. So as of right now, that might change. It might change. Uh, cases that get like this wide of attention. I know sometimes judges and things start to make choices about public involvement but right now as it stands this is public for everyone to participate in it so friday at 1 30 we will be i think i have a client at that time but i will have mckay watch Rip. it and i'll watch it record it hopefully we're able to record it i should be able to um with all the stuff i normally do anyways so two things here most importantly, in my opinion, is we now have attorneys for Ruby. Um, remember, they haven't gone before the judge yet. And so Ruby has acquired attorneys already. And then the deputy attorney for Washington County is obviously the one that's representing the state in this case. I have not had the time to look up the judges. It is something that I plan on doing, but I wasn't able to do today. But I have looked up the lawyers. So rest assured. Next slide, please. Um, just a question. This not necessarily is the beginning of the trial, but probably their arraignment. It's a hearing. It's a hearing. Is a, okay. is an arraignment a hearing or? I don't even know. This is why we need a lawyer because I am yeah. not a lawyer. There, there's no way that they would be able to tr- try this case that soon. No. It's, this is likely going to be a long initial appearance. Yeah. And this might not even happen because if they do decide to add more charges later, then they usually will push back the arraignment and the, the hearing or whatever it is. So this is just a preliminary thing as it stands right now. 
it is just the beginning. <laughs> like, if it's anything like the other ones that we've seen. Oh, yeah. This will go on for a long time. Somebody brought this up or is bringing this up. If you choose to enter the court call, do not make a nuisance of yourself or break the law. The judge is allowed to close court calls and make this all live audiences only. Especially do not go in there in the name of Jordan and I and make an ass of yourself because we do not do that. These people are just in there. They're doing their job. A lot of times they don't do it really well but it's not our ju- our time to call that they're just trying to get things around so remember that because um that happened with there was some people that got wild during the britney dawn situation um where that happened where people were being crazy in the chat so don't do that you can participate but don't get us in trouble because We'd like to be able to participate in these things and have access to this information and don't want people to ruin it. Yeah. Uh, That is local time. So, yeah, mountain daylight time. Yeah. Mountain time. So, next thing. We're going to... Oh, my gosh. Baloney. Can you not? He almost just dumped my drinks all over the floor. Um, Okay. So, next slide. So, I wanted to talk about the state's attorney. (laughs) So this is the state's attorney with the with the arrow above his head. He is a lovely looking professional gentleman. I want to draw your attention all the way to the other side of the courtroom at the table to the man on the left who is looking down. And I'm interested to see if anybody recalls this courtroom or who this is. I want to see how fast. This guy right here is Jordan. Who I had no idea. I was like, the lawyer, what the fuck am I looking at? The lawyer is the one with the arrow. I want you to identify the guy on the way left of the table looking down at the screen or looking down at the table. I'm interested to see if anybody can figure it out. I'm watching the chat, watching the chat. There's a delay from us to you guys. So after you guys figure it out, it'll be a couple seconds before we say that. <laughs> yes, oh, I Cynthia see Cynthia B was the first one that I saw. Yes, Aaron. And then Aaron was in second. Yep. That is Warren Mother Effing Jeffs, my friends. That is him on the other side of the courtroom. And Ryan Shaw, I hope I'm saying that right, was the prosecuting attorney for the Warren Jeffs case. For the state of Utah. So let's say what that means, folks. That means that at this point, the attorney that's in this situation that's going up, let's say, against in like simple layman's terms is literally the Warren Jeffs lawyer yeah. is going after this Ruby dude, Frankie. This dude has got a second weird-ass cult leader under his belt at this point now. So shout out to this guy. <laughs> like, can you freaking imagine, like, of all people to be, like, the potential, like, currently, I think, a plaintiff, because I don't know if they call them prosecutor at this point, but if this goes where we think it's going, like, if this... You know, yeah. the whole well, ass. The plaintiff is probably the city of Ivans. Well, it's the state of Utah. Or the state of Utah, either one. Um, but this is who's on the case, y'all. We love to see this. Oh, my God. Like, I cannot think of a better person to be in this position. Though I do feel bad. If you are unfamiliar, Warren Jeffs is the self-proclaimed prophet of the fundamentalist Latter-day Saint community, which is a cult, um, a sex cult that... Um, sexually abused women and girls they're fundamentalist mormons in that when the 
mainstream Mormon church decided to outlaw polygamy. There was a schism that happened and they wanted to, a lot of the fundamentalists wanted to continue the practice of polygamy. Um, and obviously as things do, when some, when power is consolidated to a single person, things turn south. So, um, Rachel Shearer, thankful for all that you guys do. Take care of yourself. Thank you. Katie Felton, thanks for all the work y'all are doing. I've been telling everyone who you are and to watch you for Factual Inflow. Thank you, Katie. We appreciate that so much. Um, I see some H3 peeps in the chat also. Flocka! So, yes, this is a good position to be in. Um, Sister wives are fundamentalists, but they are not the FLDS. They're, they practice it, it's different. polygamy. Yeah. Um, so the, the lawyer is the deputy county attorney for Washington County. And so that's, that's who's on the case. So he's the prosecutor for this case, from my understanding. And, um, so yeah, that's where this is. Okay. Next slide. So we're going to talk about the defense attorneys, but I included this in here because this is very important. Do not dox or harass the defense attorneys. I know for most of us, it is like incorrigible to think that somebody would defend Ruby and Jody and what they've done. And yes, on a fundamental level, I understand that. But defense attorneys are a vital part of our legal system. Okay. Like public defenders, especially, huge, huge part of our legal system. And everyone, no matter what the case is, deserves a competent defense attorney. Like, just plain black and white. It doesn't mean that they're not guilty. It doesn't mean that they're, you know, not horrible, horrible people. But everybody in a position where they are being charged with something deserves a competent defense attorney. Sister wives weren't AUB, right? Christine was AUB. Christine was. Not, Not Cody. Christine's family. I don't know if they were, like, all officially AUB, but I know Christine was. Yeah. Uh, to further echo Jordan's point, like it's easy to get caught up in the fact that people are out there to defend people who do awful things. But in truth, the way that we should be looking at it is they are defending that person's right to a fair trial yep. because everybody does deserve a fair trial. Yep. And Unfortunately for these two, <laughs> it's going to be really hard to defend <laughs> Yes. And that's the like that's not going to change anything. The fact that they have a defense attorney isn't going to change what they've done, okay? So do not dox or harass them. There have been cases where people have come after the defense attorneys and where defense attorneys have even removed themselves from public cases mm-hmm. because they were being doxed and things. And so please do not do that. They're just doing their jobs, okay? So, um I can, when we get to the end here, remind me and I'll post the link for the uh, the court link for the court hearing. Um, okay, next slide. Boop. So we're going to talk about Ruby's lawyers. These are the photos I found of them. <laughs> One of them was taken on a camera that looks like it was taken in like <laughs> 2005. <laughs> That's not, that iPhone 3G looking camera. <laughs> In, oh my God. <laughs> this is outside the courtroom too. You could just tell by the temperature of the light. <laughs> this is in the hallway before he was supposed to head in. Oh, oh my God. I this guy remember. at least got a better, his, his suit is ass, but his he got a better, ass. a better pick. 
but that is a much better picture. And so her two lawyers, we have Caleb Cottom. Again, I don't know if I'm saying that right. And then we have Lamar Winward. Both of these two are, from what I have found, like they each... Oh, let me... Uh, we have text under oh. us. Let me move that for y'all. From what I found, they each have their own, like, law firm practice, like themselves. Um, and so the guy on the right does family law, defense, probate, wills and trusts was what I found on his website. And then Lamar Winward has, um, he does divorce, annulment, protective orders, um, support, child custody, etc. And then he also has criminal law base experience, DUI, drugs, crimes against people. So that's the two who are on Ruby's case up at this point. From what I talked about my lawyer friend with, it appears that these two are not public defenders. So these were people that... Well, they're paying them, so... Sometimes right. they're... Well, we didn't know that. A public defender is appointed by the state, right? Yeah, but how do we know that they're not public defenders? That's a good point. So that being said... I, I guess that I see where you're going with that. Sorry. I asked my friend, who's a lawyer, and she said they're likely not public defenders. And so, if that is the case, then Ruby... Well, even more to the point, this is before the arraignment where their mm -hmm. defenders would be appointed. Correct. Right? And I'm going to get to that in a second. Okay. So, this is just kind of... It it stands right now without like me being Somebody one... Somebody knows him. <laughs> they oh, said they sorry. were her daughter's ex's lawyer, <laughs> Caleb... Oh, my gosh. That's funny. <laughs> he was my daughter's ex's lawyer. He worded the divorce paperwork illegally, so my daughter is not able to get the state to collect child support. Oh, my God. Oh my God. Uh-oh. That's horrible. Uh-oh. Um. So, if these aren't actual public defenders and they were lawyers that were picked for Ruby and she is somebody is paying them, then somehow she acquired these lawyers. So that begs the question, she's in jail. Yeah. It's not like she can go on Google and pull up, like, lawyers in my area. So who is helping her secure lawyers? Someone who's off the rocker, man. <laughs> who is it? Who is it? So these two lovely people, potato camera guy and cheesy looking guy, are yeah. Ruby's defense. If she attorneys. if she called me and was like, "I need you to help me getting get a," if a family member called me and was like, "I need you to get help getting a lawyer for me," I'd be like, "Um, sorry, the fucking state will get you one. Don't worry about it." I, <laughs> especially Caleb is in this... wearing his dad's suit. That's fair. He It does look way too big for him. Brittany said, I believe they have to be given a list of defense attorneys by the prison. Oh, interesting. Okay. I didn't know that. There you go. Okay, so... Although, although I will bring this up. I do, on occasion, see people who are in prison streaming on TikTok Live every now and then. That is true. <laughs> so, that is true. Um, just because they're not supposed to doesn't mean that they don't. <laughs> that's true. So, stopping real quick, just to... Super Chats, Liz, Mathai, Mathi, not sure if I pronounced that right. Thank you. Zoe, the arraignment is when charges are read by the judge and the defendant pleads guilty or not guilty. No evidence or and witnesses are presented. Cool. Good to know. Filing that away. Thank you. And then J.A. Bird, what did she do? Both of these women are um, charged with six accounts of aggravated child abuse each. So next on our list as we go. Next. So, this is 
just like the other one, the upcoming court date for Jody. You will notice the times on the right states this is also September 8th at 1.30 p.m. Mountain Time. Their appearances are at the same time. So that's what's happening on September 8th. So we got both guess, of those going. Yeah, you can... There's Here's a link. the WebEx. Yeah. Like WebEx. Who's still using yeah. WebEx? Come uh, just a, a quick question. Were these guys St. George-based attorneys? Yes. Okay. So somebody said that they might have already had the attorneys because of um, eight passengers. Not likely because they're based in St. George. That is an interesting point. Bef- uh, I guess maybe... Well, not connections either because Jordan uh, or Jody isn't using these same guys. So it's true. I'm I'm guessing that she may have picked them recently. URL is the same for both. Oh, cool. Yeah. Okay, so you just got to pull up one. So here is because that I think w- is the reason for the notice that came from the state attorney saying that they're both like he wants them to see the same judge. So since Jody doesn't have attorneys right now to contest that, I think for now that stands that they would see the same judge. So I don't know. But I am dying to see these two. I am dying I'm to dying. see these two and whatever the hell they're wearing at the time. Like, oh, my God, I want to see it. I want to see it so bad. So the reason the arrow is there notably is because there are no attorneys listed for Jody. Now, this could mean... There's three reasons for this that I talked to my lawyer friend about before we began here. There's three reasons for this right now. In the United States, Monday is a holiday. So there could be a delay in her being able to acquire attorneys because of the holiday when everybody left on Friday. Second thing, public defenders, according to my lawyer friend, are typically appointed at that initial hearing. So if she asks for a public defender, she'll be given that public defender on September 8th, which is why they wouldn't be listed here. Um, And then third, another possibility is that she can't find anybody to represent her of her preference. So if they're looking for someone, ideally, it could be a hard, it could be that she's having a hard time finding somebody who would actually want to. Yeah. And then she also could just not be worried about it and is just waiting for a public defender. So those are the three kind of possibilities here. Who's to say? I sure as shit wouldn't want to represent her. Especially with, you know, her past unethical behavior yeah. as, you know, with the therapist and getting her license put on probation and all that stuff. Yes, she is. She's loaded. So she could pay for somebody. Oh, but. easily. Easily. Somebody asked about the mugshots. Utah has a law that mugshots are not released until the person is convicted. Is it convicted or? Yes. Um, that's what I remember. Formally. Because it's not when you're charged. Yeah, it's at some point after for sure when you're convicted, then it is released because if and I see the the line in this one and I'm surprised at the politician who brought who sponsored the bill because that guy's a piece of trash in the Utah legislature. Total Mormon zealot. Anyway, but um, it I think it is a good thing in this case because a lot of people are charged with crimes and they are exonerated and they aren't convicted of a crime. And then that kind of a situation just adds fuel to the fire for somebody who's looking to like dig up dirt on this person. So I think it's a good thing, especially when you consider how biased the justice system is to minority groups and things of that nature. So it's true. 
Somebody said Lulu92 with a chili profile picture. I love. Chili. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if the WebEx was limited to the parties only in public, not allowed or only able to be through YouTube yeah. live stream. Could also be, you know, it really kind of, I think that it's up to the judge yeah. at this point whether or not. We're not going to live stream it or anything. It could also be Utah law. I don't yeah. know. Um, Someone said purgatory only has 55 beds. They're only there until trial. They're not kept there long term after sentencing. Warren Jeffs is in Texas prison. Yes, he is in Texas. He, he was just there. He wasn't. That was his kind of, I think, while he was being tried in Utah. Yeah. Because his crimes were in Utah. But I don't remember where they found him. They didn't find him in Utah. Did they find him in Texas? He was in that SUV, wasn't it? Yeah. That's a whole other thing. I, I don't remember. It's It's been a while. But purgatory is a temporary, like a go-between. So if they were like convicted and like going to jail for a long period of time, they wouldn't be staying there. There are other prisons. There are prisons in Utah. Um, so let's see. I think I missed something else, but let's see. RC, is there is the largest Mormon pocket in Utah? Where are other pockets in the U.S.? Uh, we call that region the Morador. Um, maybe I'll pull up a map real quick. They found him in Vegas. Okay, Vegas, which was so ironic given everything. Let yeah, there is a difference this between jails. And this prison. this map I can I can navigate. Have no fear, everybody. Hold on, let me show you it real quick. Maybe. So, let me... Wrong one. Why is the plus and minus not working? Uh, basically, we call this region right here, going, stretching from Idaho through Utah down into Arizona, we call that the Morador uh, because it has the highest percentage of population that identifies as Mormon, LDS Mormon. Um, so specifically here in Southeast Idaho, uh, but all throughout um, Idaho, really even like Nampa, there's a temple in Nampa and another one. Is there a Boise temple too? Yes. And then uh, obviously Salt Lake City and Utah County all through St. George, which is the whitest county in or the whitest city in America and down into like Mesa and even... I don't know, not probably not Tucson, but definitely Mesa, Gilbert area. Super, super high uh, percentage of Mormon population. Agreed. Okay, so that's Jody. And then now we return to the question that all of us are wanting to ask and all of us are wanting to know, which is where the F is Mr. Worldwide? Mr. Worldwide! So... A.K.A. Kevin Frankie. He was MIA, right? Because there was suspicion that he got arrested. He did not. And so I went on the news. If you didn't see it, it was pretty cool. Um, and they shared with me the statement that their attorney, uh, News Nation reached out to his attorney. And this is what they sent back. So Kevin has not been charged with any crimes. He was not present in the home located in Ivan's when the subject's where the subject's incidents allegedly occurred, his love for his children and his desire to seek what is best, his love for his children and his desire to seek what is best and safe for his children. That sentence does not make sense. (laughs) 
Yeah, that was, that was a, not that a was completed sentence. Um, anyway. Anyway. Um, so that's what they've said. Um, and Saving face. He also made a statement to page six, which is a tabloid, um, where he said, that's crazy. Oh, yeah, I didn't include that. it. Whoops. It's where he said that um, the attorney said that he wasn't going to comment on the case, only that um, Kevin is focused on maintaining fatherly care and keeping his children together or something like that. And so it leaves to speculation what is happening with the Kevin situation. What is going on there? Like there's speculation around, does he even have custody of his kids? Like, was there an issue and he doesn't have custody, which is why he didn't have them or why he wasn't involved or, you know, there's so much here that we don't know. With Kevin, like, he's the most mysterious aspect of this case, I feel like, that I'm just so confused about. And so I'm very interested in kind of how this plays out and whether or not, like, basically where this is going to go. So he did acquire an attorney. Now, anybody, again, anybody in any case like this would, I would highly recommend no matter what your involvement is to get Get an an attorney. attorney. So I don't think it's any indication of guilt or anything that he sought out an attorney. But I wanted to show you who his attorney is. Oh, this is interesting. So this is Randy Kester. Um, He went to BYU. He got his law degree from BYU. Which I've heard that BYU is a relatively prestigious law school. Don't know if that's true or not. Which is fucking crazy, J. Reuben Clark School of Law, by the way. J. Reuben Clark was a racist and anti-Semite. Yeah. Not not a good look for the, the law sector. Yeah. So this is pulled off of Randy's website because I was interested to see what kind of lawyer that he pulled. So the first thing that I pulled was that Randy has acted as counsel for several high-profile individuals, including most recently actor Gary Coleman. i just i i can't okay so we're gonna come back to that in a second um and then the second is this is his the firm that he's at which i just can't get over the names at young kester black and jube is the name (laughs) of the firm that is that is a fake name there's no way young kester black and jube (laughs) what what on earth? Like, I know they're all last names, but, like, all of them strung together is just... <laughs> it's just, like, I'm last. I'm good. laughing at Jube, because that is, like, the shortened <laughs> pair name for Jody and Ruby. Yeah. Jube. Juby, yeah. Jube. So this was interesting to me. Their primary area of expertise has always been helping injured individuals with claims against insurance companies and large corporations. So, like, that's their main specialty, which is interesting. But it says, however, throughout the years, with the addition of new members to the firm, we've expanded our areas of practice, and today we have many specialties. Uh, okay, that makes sense. So, I was like, why didn't he just call the eights if he's looking for... I don't... I can't think of the... But if you're in a case like this, wouldn't you want somebody who, and you're rich, like Kevin and Ruby are, wouldn't you want, like, special, special, specialty? Like, wouldn't you want somebody that's, like, family law, child support case, custody, divorce? Like, wouldn't you want somebody up on their shit? This dude is most likely Mormon. He went to BYU. I have no reason to believe otherwise. It makes me wonder if this is a friend. You put it right here. Yeah. 
Well, that's what I'm saying. Is it could be. Kevin worked at BYU, so they were, you know, maybe they ran into each other, maybe they knew each other, maybe he works at the school, maybe he's a professor, like... Maybe he's in their ward. Maybe he's friends with them, like... Yeah. That's what I'm starting to believe, maybe, because it doesn't seem like this would be, like, the first person I would go to for, like, a child custody yeah, case. Yeah, no, that's not what I was... But... Not what I would expect, at least. So people have been pointing out Gary Coleman died in 2010, and that was your most recent high-profile client. It is a really good point. Yeah. (laughs) Gary Coleman died a hot minute ago. (laughs) Even funnier, one time Jordan bought uh, Ray Dunn pottery from a woman, and then later we found out it was the ex-wife that allegedly killed him. It's true. (laughs) That is very true. I say alleged because she was not convicted of a crime, but. She was she not, but the entire internet believes that she did. She so. was an interesting person. To <laughs> she was definitely on drugs when we met with her. Um, and it was brief. It was exchanging it was really of, of pottery, of all things. <laughs> of pottery. Exchanging of pottery. Um, but anyway, so this is Kevin's lawyer. Who knows what's to come with this? He hasn't done anything. I searched court records today. And looked for, um, like, pending or just filed divorce papers for Kevin. Could not find any. So there is nothing from him at this point. Yeah. And that we had even looked up a couple months ago. And we we thought it was interesting that they were separated. But there was no legal separation, no divorce filing or anything of the sort. Like, so. Yeah. He could be in hot water because of that. But that obviously is speculation. He hasn't been charged with anything yet. So what is happening next for Kevin? The only thing that we know at this point for Kevin is that according to the source that has been verified by the mods in a passenger snark, Kevin's custody hearing will occur next week. So allegedly, per their source, Kevin will battle for custody of his four minor children on Thursday. He has not been convicted of anything at this time, but has been under investigation for his participation in the abuse of his children, which rightfully so. And in the role of a lifetime. <laughs> yeah. Somebody said, I'm dying for you guys to call an age three. We will do it anytime, any day. You say the word, we will make it happen. We are age three diehards. I don't think they say the word. I think that would probably be, that probably would be Olivia's thing. <laughs> I love Olivia. Hopefully she likes my PowerPoint if she ever sees it. Um. Anyway, so yes, Next. that is what's happening for Kevin beyond that. And again, so it, it's safe to say that the kids are not in his custody. We don't know. This we don't know that? This is the only thing. Okay. This is the only thing I have. So when they separated, did they do a custody arrangement and she has full custody and he has none? Did they not do an arrangement? Would there not be a record of that that would come up? They are... Certain things are private. So like okay. I can pull up Jody's divorce records from the 90s, but I Which can only... Y'all which I did. Wild, wild stuff does not make her look good. But the only things I can see are like motions and like big changes and things. And so, John, what are you doing? (laughs) (laughs) Shout out Mormon stories, podcasts, Mormon stories. If you haven't watched our (laughs) um, episode with them the other day, I have it linked in our eight passengers playlist. So if you haven't watched it, you you can go watch it after this. Um, So what was I saying? 
Uh, some records are private. Oh, yeah. So some records are private. So, like, I can see the big, um, like, motions in the cases, like, petition for this, motion for this, file for this. But I can't see any of the documents. Like, I can see that Jody submitted something and then her ex-husband submitted something in return. But I can't see what they are. But that's what these kinds of things look like in these kinds of cases is you can see like very baseline information, but the majority of it is confidential. And so like, even if there was some petitioning for custody, we might be able to see that something's happening, but we wouldn't be able to see the details. Like we couldn't see the reasoning around who got what. So that's kind of where we're at with that right at this point. Um, yes. Yeah. So, and then, yeah, Jody's kids are old and and not in a custody situation at all. Okay, next slide. Okay, and then this came out today. This is the last big thing that I saw today. So, hopefully there was nothing that came out while we were sitting here. Um, and while I was working on this, I tried to stay on top of it, but it wasn't. She seriously was finishing up, like... Five minutes before she came down here. Seriously. I was late, I'll remind you. I worked on this for hours. <laughs> um and so this came out. This is the Daily Mail, which reliability, not great. But the images are at least reliable. So this was taken yesterday. Kevin was spotted at the house yesterday, Saturday the second, and there's this other man involved wearing a BYU hat. So I don't know what the situation with these two people are. The biggest thing that people are saying on the Garmy internet. Check. What? Garmy check. Garmy check right there. <laughs> the biggest thing with people on the internet right now is Kevin is wearing his wedding ring. So an interesting thing about eight passengers, if you didn't know, is Kevin did not wear his wedding ring very oh, often. Okay, that changes it. And Ruby was often bothered by it. <laughs> or at least had made mention of it, which was then ironic because then Ruby went through a period where she didn't really wear it either, especially while she was doing connections. She wasn't wearing <gasps> her ring. So then we were all like, what? She's not wearing her ring. Um, Rosemary Thicket. Thank you. Kevin is looking rough. Oh, that, that, is him. that is definitely Kevin. It's definitely Kevin. And he looks rough as that, hell. This is why I was saying Kevin is definitely not still employed by any Excuse me, any arm of the church because he has a beard right he now. He has a that's, heck of a beard yeah. right now. There are very, very few exceptions where that would be allowed. Eustacia03, thank you so much for all your hard work. You both have all my respect. At the end of this, can you grace us with the furry orange boys presence as a palate cleanser? I'm doing a double feature. You probably need a cat cuddle anyway. You better believe it. If you, you guys hang out, we'll, we'll introduce you to the kitties. He does look thinner to me and he looks a little bit more rugged. We don't know who the guy is that's like giving him the pat on the shoulder unless somebody else knows. Somebody said that that's Ellie's husband, Jared. Are you, is that, are you? I that feel like that dude Jared, has white hair. That dude is way too know. old to be Jared, right? Hold on. That's too old to be Jared. Mikhail, look it up. I don't think so been a minute since i've looked at his face but yeah uh, i can tell you i can't even see this picture right now but that is definitely yeah, not no. he's Sorry. too old he's too old um so we don't know who that is no clue anyways i do like kevin with a beard i will say that 
I mean, no harm in saying this guy looks old. I'm just saying compared to Jared. Compared to I Jared. I know for a fact that he definitely is not in that age range. <laughs> Someone said Sorry. Jared's really aged. I don't think Ellie <laughs> would really like aged him. him. He like Dang, Jared is looking rough. <laughs> You oh think you God. think Kevin's looking rough? He, this man, Jared, at age like twenty years. <laughs> Holy shit! Well, he did just have hip surgery, so I mean, <laughs> he's like looking his <laughs> health age right now. Okay, Stressful. is it the lawyer? I don't think that looks like the lawyer. Um, the Mormon Church doesn't allow beards. I don't. I don't fucking know. It's if you work for the Mormon. Church. If you work for the Mormon Church, then you can't have facial yeah. hair. So that's why we know he's not working for BYU anymore, even though that's kind of been confirmed other ways. Um, anywho, so next one. So the other thing that came out of this article was the van was still sitting at the house. And if you didn't know this about eight passengers, the van has the eight passengers logo on it, which from like a child safety standard uh, just completely stupid. Just completely ridiculous. Like, let me announce that I have underage children in my van, and then when I park it in my driveway, you all know where I where they live. Like, from a safety perspective, like as a parent, like I just can't with this, you guys. Like, this is ridiculous. Um, so the what are you doing? I'm trying to look if the registration was if they were using that car. Oh. The registration okay. was so the A passengers logo was still on there. So today, while the Daily Mail reporter was out there taking the picture, you see the top right, a guy with a heat gun came out and got the A passenger sticker off the car and the YouTube sticker off the car. Yep. Boop boop. Right here. So that's the picture of the van. It is no longer on there. And so, you know. Is there any child safety involved with eight passengers? Absolutely not. Is it beyond the point now? Also, yes. But I'm sure they're putting it, they're taking it off there now because I'm sure people are seeing yeah. it. And the daily snail. The daily snail. <laughs> also, I just want to take a moment to shout out. Um, graphic design is my passion logo right here. Like, come it's on. always been so millions, bad. Millions of dollars and they never got anything. But this was never, never good. They never changed their logo. Period. It That's was so That's the one so they started ugly. with in 2015 and they never changed it. Um, Let's see. Okay. Katie Felton, thank you. I appreciate you. I recognize you from Instagram. If you don't follow us on Instagram, you can. We're at Jordan and McKay on there. Is and the then, number plate on? Dusty Ron, thanks for your coverage on this case. Watched you on Mormon Stories. Love to have you guys on as guests to discuss this case more. Happy to be here and support. Well, thank you. We appreciate that. Um, Crime time with just Dusty Ron. Well, thank you for being here. Thank you. That's awesome. Um. Okay, so next thing on here. Next. Oh, yeah, and the license plate says eight passengers on it. Also, <laughs> not the so that's in. the thing, you guys. Yeah, so, even if they took it off, it's still but at this point, because they had eight passengers right here, and now it's just eight pissingers. So it is Comic Sans. I'm so glad somebody pointed that out. Yeah. It is Comic Sans, and they should just take the license plate off. Nobody's gonna drive that fucking van anytime soon. Why don't I, they just take uh, it off? <laughs> that is like the most decrepit van. The license the plate. Oh I don't my think gosh. I've ever seen a car like that in the wild. Oh my gosh. It drives me wild. That's just crazy. Okay. So anyways, there's oh, the Duty band. Ron. Am I saying Dusty Ron? 
I didn't even hear what you said. It's not graphic design if the font is comic design. You would be that. surprised. You would be surprised. Okay, next, please. Okay, so we've come to almost the end here, and there are a few more things that I want to talk about, like the most requested at the end, not because I was like trying to edge you guys, but because I didn't have, um, I wanted to cover everything before we got to that point. So these are some of the things from the news articles that I pulled out that I thought was, that I thought were important. So these are some quotes from some of the neighbors. And then I also included something on here that I was like, I literally wrote on there, LMFAO WTF Ruby. So I'll get to that in a second. So everyone, this is a quote from a male neighbor. Everyone is just breathing a collective sigh of relief because we thought they were going to come out of that house with body bags. And literally, I think that was a lot of us who knew Ruby and were following this from the very beginning really thought that there was a possibility for a lot of danger here. So for the neighbors to be like, yeah, we're kind of surprised, like, that's just horrifying. Um, And then the next thing that I thought was interesting was neighbors said Ruby would insert herself into other neighbors' lives. One neighbor cited an instance in which Frankie gave a sermon-like lecture over what she called inappropriate posters of women posing in shorts that were displayed in a garage. To which, that is where I wrote LMFAO, what the F, Ruby, because I'm just thinking about, like, I'm thinking about my grandpa, who has, like, the very, who had the very old, like, pinup style... Marilyn Monroe. Marilyn Monroe posters in the garage with, like, the scantily clad women, which is, like, nothing compared to the internet today yeah and i can just imagine ruby just like inviting herself into some old retired man's garage and lecturing him on having these posters in his garage like embarrassing behavior where do you like where do you get off thinking that you are such a high and mighty person that you can just come out and demand that everybody live and operate the same way that you do i'm just protecting my children well are your children going into this man's garage (laughs) like can you just like hello let him have his peace thank you um and then the other thing that i put on here the male neighbor recalled how Frankie's youngest daughter, I took out her name here once, but then not the other time. Jesus, you could tell that I was tired by the time I got through this. E would wander the neighborhood while her mother was away for prolonged periods of time after she kicked Kevin out of the house. E would look for companions in the community. The neighbor said, and the neighbor said it did not seem like she was attending school. And we knew kind of from some of the things that Ruby was saying on the eight passengers or on the connections channel that they weren't in school, especially after her whole TikTok low song by Flo Rida Meltdown. If you haven't seen Ruby Meltdown over the Flo Rida song, you need to watch it because it is the funniest thing I've ever seen in my life that she starts absolutely sobbing about protecting the children from, like, popular radio music from, like, 2011. So if you haven't watched that, that's one of our videos that we covered, and it's on the Connections playlist. Um, so there's that. And the fact that the daughter was just kind of wandering around, like... No, like, nobody's watching her. Parents aren't around. Yeah. She's just kind of wandering the neighborhood. Like, that's horrifying. Um, And then the female neighbor said that she and others in the neighborhood asked DCFS to intervene multiple times, which is kind of what we're seeing across the board. 
Um, and then the female neighbor said she made an initial call to DCFS around September 2022. She then got a voicemail, which she shared with NBC News in response. And the voicemail, a person who identified herself as working for DCFS, said she was talking with someone who has some concerns about someone in your area. Now, if you recall, you guys, September 2022, the law enforcement officer in the other article said that they were Springville police was involved in a DCF case in October of 2022. So I think they are talking about the same case. Yeah. And just kind of a little bit of overlap in time. And so that's kind of interesting with this piece as well is that calls were being made. It sounds like some visits at least were attempted. Remember that DCFS like these, I'm a social worker. I don't work for DCFS. I'm a, I'm a, you know, I'm in the private practice therapist realm, but they can only do with the information that they have. And so, and if they don't, you know, constitute or have enough information to justify a search warrant, it's not like, you know, they can be banging down the door and just marching on in and looking at the kids, you know? So it's, there's multiple pieces here. Am I saying that there wasn't flaws in how this was handled? Absolutely not. I think there's, you know, the whole system is screwed up and, you know, DCFS especially is underfunded and overwhelmed and they see horrible, horrible things day in and day out. And, you know, it it's one of those things where multiple people are probably have hands in this and <laughs> it's unfortunate that it took this long in order for things to happen. Um, but yeah, anywho. Okay, go to the next slide. And then other news report info that I didn't pull, like, the actual articles for, but that I wanted to bring up. So Ruby had taped up windows to cover them. My understanding was this was in the Springville home because it would kind of be hard to see that from the Ivan's home. So my guess was this was in Springville, which is bizarre because she does live close to her neighbors and it would be easy to see. Um, And then... The bigger one that I saw earlier was the children were witnessed doing chores for hours outside in 100 plus degree heat. So if you don't know anything about Southern Utah, it is straight up oh, desert. They were doing this in Southern Utah? In Ivins. Oh, this even in, even in Northern Utah, it gets really hot in the summer. But like St. George, it's like. But St. George, it is. Like 110. It is like yeah. straight up Arizona, basically. Um, and so the neighbor in Ivan's reported that even on days when she would try to get yard work done, she would eventually go in because it was too hot and she would still see the kids out there, um, like pulling weeds and things and doing chores outside with no supervision in sight. And then that same neighbor said that she recalls the children, like the young children being alone for really long periods of time. So like being by themselves in the home. And it begs the question, like if, if the two older kids weren't going with Ruby down to yeah. Ivan's, so like were the two teenagers at home at the Springville house all the time by themselves, and then if she was there, then the other two younger ones, if Jody wasn't there, were by themselves. Like it. Well, and this corroborates pl- past observ- uh, observations of neighbors that we had seen pop up. Particularly last year, we had seen people alleging that um, while. Jody and Ruby were going on retreats with yep. connections. They were leaving the kids at home by themselves, um, which I think in Utah isn't illegal. I can't remember. I, I, I won't have, I won't say anything that I don't know for sure, but it definitely is not like 
a great look, especially in the context of everything that was going on. So Yeah. And I mean, and who the heck even knows what they were doing on those freaking retreats? They didn't sound productive for me at all. Um, and then I was going to pull up Heather. Thank you for being a member for nine months. She said, you should definitely collab with Duty Ron. He's legit and does so much good. Thank you for covering this from a factual angle. You guys are awesome. Thank you, Heather. And then we also had Lizzie say, can someone please help me confirm if her lawyer, Caleb, was in Idaho around 2014 to 2015? He looks like a person who assaulted me in 2015 at BYU. I doubt it was him, but looks help confirm. But please help confirm it might not be him, but he looks similar. Oh, my gosh. That's awful. That's the case. A a puzzle for LinkedIn. Well, now you're... Are you kidding me? He's going to be able to see from my account that I looked him up. But you're not logged in on this computer. Oh, my gosh. Baloney. Sorry, baloney. Okay. <laughs> we got stuff on our laps, dude. Here, lay down right here. Go to the next slide for me. Okay. So, now we come to what everybody's been asking about. Okay. So, and for those of you who don't know, I wrote it here and then we will talk about it and discuss it. <laughs> A former family vlogger and YouTuber with a decent amount of subscribers who claims to know the Griffiths family, especially the sisters, and spent some time with them, has come out and stated that allegedly he attended an adult-style party, whatever you want to call it, swinging, swapping, nude people, and some of the Griffith sisters were supposedly there. He did not disclose which ones. He said that someone of kind of the Griffith group claimed that the whole family participates, swapping husbands, sisters, etc., and implying and using the words incestuous like multiple times. And then he also alleged another sexual act involving a dog licking peanut butter off of one of the other family vlog parents. Um, In a, we're not going to mention the way, but you can assume what that is supposed to mean. Yes. No minimum age for where a child can be left alone, according to Utah law. Um, We have no other receipts. So let's talk about this, shall we? (sighs) Let's talk about this. If you are, if you are unaware, I'm going to show you this thumbnail real fast. Um, just so everybody's in the know and you don't have to send it to us anymore. Because quite frankly, I'm I'm sick of seeing it, if we're going to be honest. Let me pull this up. I just took a screenshot. I'll kind of blow it up here. This is the video. Oh, it doesn't. Hold on. Can you zoom? Yeah. I think I'm on us. Throw it back up here. This is the the thumbnail. I'll let Jordan say her piece, but I have a lot to say on the subject. <laughs> so, Okay, so we are aware of this person. We are aware of the claims. And then there are some other people involved as well. So here's, here's my thoughts on this. It's not out of the realm of possibility that there are Mormon adults engaging in consensual but by all accounts, Mormon terms prohibited sexual behavior. We saw it with Taylor Frankie Paul. We saw it with Taylor Frankie Paul. Yeah. It was a huge scandal and it unearthed a whole bunch of stuff around swinging and 
you know, sex parties and Mormons and all of this stuff. Now, if you remember, we were skeptical about the swinging thing. It didn't surprise me. There are a decent amount of Mormons who belong to swinger-type communities and can somehow justify it with their Mormonism. It's not okay by Mormon standards. By my standards, I don't give a shit. I don't care if you do that. As long as everybody's an adult and it's consensual for everyone involved, like, go off, bestie. I don't care. But in the terms of Mormonism, like, by Mormon law, it is not allowed. Like, that is something that yeah. you could get. It. Like, it is I'm considered gonna, infidelity. I'm going to put a little pushback. Lauren, that is not how Mormons often Some are. Mormons. There are some, and I would say it is a very small few. Unless we're talking about sexual repression, which I would yeah. agree that most Mormons are sexually repressed. Yeah, but by and large, Mormons aren't out here swinging and doing shit like that. And I don't, again, I don't care. Ethical non-monogamy, polyamory, yeah. just sex-based swinging parties, adult things, I, I don't care. But... It would be against the rules in Mormonism. And if people were to find out, then you would be disciplined. Like, your bishop could discipline you. And people have been excommunicated from the church before for infidelity. And not in, like, a multiples situation. So it's not unheard of for to be disciplined for this kind of behavior. However, there is, like we talked about on our podcast with Mormon Stories the other day, there is something to be said for the sexual repression and shame that exists in Mormon communities. And, you know, maybe that's that that has something to do with it, in my opinion. You know, like that's the conversations around sex and porn and like all these things definitely has a role in this. We have a video, actually, on the Mormon swingers. We did a whole video on it. Because that went nuts. Yeah, at the and we time talked too. We talked about it on stream a bunch and yeah. things like that. And that also ended in a bad situation as well. With they were. I think she just got convicted. Yeah, she also just like just the other day. <laughs> she went to jail for yeah. a hot minute for some stupid shit. She's just she needs a lot of help. Like she needs some stability for a while, but. She's still. What was confusing to everybody was like you can't be Mormon and be swinging. And her argument was like, not all Mormons are like that. But by definition, yeah. she was not behaving as a Mormon. She was Mormon in name only. She was not acting like yeah. a Mormon. Pub publicly, people who behave like that. Just very recently, there was a woman who was is was Mormon at this point, was attending church, and she was selling lewd content on OnlyFans, and they excommunicated her. Mm-hmm. So, but here's the difference with the Taylor Frankie Paul situation. We had some speculation. We had some background information on Taylor Frankie Paul. And then more stuff started coming out. I saw pictures, pictures that I did not share online, but I saw them with my own eyes. Mm -hmm. And that was evidence and indication of a lot of the things that had been talked about. And so... At that point, that was enough for me to be like, yeah, this is solid. Like, there are many aspects yes. of this case right here with a specific instance that is solid. And so this claim is pure speculation at this point with a lot of alleged in there. We don't know any... This has no more weight than anything else. 
This has no more weight in it than any other speculative claim that you see on the internet. Yeah. Like, none. I'm sorry. Like, I don't... It's not that I'm trying to say out here that I don't believe people, but in a situation like this, when everyone... Like, this is... The A-passenger situation is turning into a clout situation, where everybody and their dog is covering the situation because it's the talk of the internet right now. When there's people like us and other creators who have been talking about Ruby and connections and eight passengers long before all of this happened. Yeah. And so everybody wants to kind of jump on the train. And sometimes that leads people to start saying and doing things that aren't necessarily true. So... I'm not saying that anyone's lying or making things up, but I also can't not acknowledge that this is an unsubstantiated yeah. claim with no evidence. At very best. And I'm not, you know, I'm not trying to be snobby and be like, no, this isn't a thing. Like, I'm not, but it's also unsubstantiated. And this is a really heavy claim to throw out there. Is this consistent with normal Mormon behavior? Absolutely, Absolutely not. not. Now, remember, the three of them, the three sisters, went to the temple with Sherry just a few months ago, which would mean that they all had to have temple recommends, which yeah. would mean that unless they're lying to their bishop, they would have to be representing and answering his questions and meeting the list of commandments or questions, whatever you want to call them, within Mormonism in order to qualify. And so they were not doing anything that was sinful. Otherwise, they couldn't have gone to the temple. Yeah. This would be something that would prohibit them the, from going to the and temple. And it, it would be a tough thing for them to live with if that were the case. Yes. And so, by all means, I don't have anything right now that would leave me, that would lead me to believe that this actually happened. I just don't. And I'm hesitant, especially this far in, to be hearing things like this when there were plenty of other opportunities where this could have come out, especially yeah. when all the Mormon swingers drama was happening. Oh, yeah, that would have been the perfect time. That would the have been dude, the ideal he time. He was uploading. This person is also a family vlogger. Okay. Yeah, for Formerly, still has former family vlogger content on his channel. But the problem that I have with that is the content was pulling millions of views at the time, but all the kids are still on the channel. All yeah. their faces are still on the channel. And so I'm all for people stepping away from family vlogging. Like, hell yeah. Love it. But if you're stepping away from family vlogging, then either you're blurring the kids' faces, which is I'm like still wavy about, or you're taking the videos down completely. Like, period. End of sentence. Yeah. And also including, like, the other weird aspect of this was this person was also taking, like, winding this as part of the story, like, as part of his divorce story. Yeah. Which was also confusing to there me. Was, there was a lot, uh, it, a lot of stuff going on in the video. I, I, are you done? I'm, yeah, go for okay. it. Okay. I'm going to be a little more firm than Jordan is. Jordan was very gracious and stuff. But I just... I ask you to go back. If you did watch this and you sent it to us and you thought it was something, I ask you to go back and listen to some of the other things that he was saying in the video. He was making a lot of claims talking about um, the story of him and his wife at the time adopting someone. And he was making a lot of claims even in that situation. 
And his evidence, he gave no receipts. His evidence was, you can look it up. And even just a preliminary Google search, I could not find what he was talking about. He was talking about human trafficking, which he didn't even know where the, apparently was a politician, but he didn't even know which state this politician was from, even though this guy was apparently scamming so many people and selling human children from a farm of people Like that would have been in the news and just looking up kind of those keywords. He even said um, uh, uh, women from the Marshall Islands, not even that would bring anything up. And then talking about some viewer of his that was scamming them, said she was 16 and had a child from them, which first off is incredibly stupid that you think you could adopt a child from one of your fans like incredibly stupid and then there's this stuff there's absolutely no corroboration whatsoever that anybody has seen so far it just and a lot of people out there are like why would he lie about this i sincerely don't know there are people who are out there that just lie for no reason constantly somebody came into my dms because they somebody who got banned from our discord and they had made a comment on instagram replying to us commenting on Mormon stories and it was obviously meant to be inflammatory. So I took a screenshot and they immediately jump in my DMS and are like, light me up. And they lied to my face, even though I had screenshots of the reply that they did not make that reply. There's no motivation behind a lie like that. They're just doing it because they can, but this guy even has more of a motivation to, because it's his, livelihood this youtube channel and he has 3.1 million views that they gained from family vlogging and now he's just making weird conspiracy theory videos stuff about skinwalker ranch in utah that nobody's watching so maybe make a little money off of a situation that you maybe in some capacity had involvement with at one time or another it's just It's really disappointing to see. And then to take this and confirm biases on things that you've seen beforehand. We talk about confirmation bias when it comes to Mormon all the time. We don't want people out here (laughs) using that same thing and making connections on basically baseless accusations or anecdotes and things like that. And then applying that and saying, this is the reason why they didn't say anything because they would get in trouble for the church with the church, because then we're putting a whole bunch of emphasis and focus on people who maybe they were bystanders or whatever, but who are also hurting right now and putting the focus on them when it's Ruby and Jody who were the ones who were committing the crimes. And I just don't buy into the argument that the reason that the sisters didn't do anything or talk about it was because they were afraid that Ruby would expose them for this. And I'm like, yeah, I don't, even if they had said something about it, you guys, I don't know that it would have made any difference because we've talked about it before. People have like garnered up a bunch of support to call CPS, to call DCFS on Ruby. And she's had multiple calls before. Multiple reports have been made. Multiple people have showed up to the house. Is there a possibility that even if the sisters started saying shit, that CPS and DCFS would go, how many fucking times do we have to go to these people's houses to go in to see nothing? 
because at that potential time, Ruby wasn't like maybe physically abusing the kids. And so when you have people crowd like fun, it's like a bad word for it. But when you have people crowd around an issue like that, a lot of times it loses credibility. Yeah. Especially on the Internet. And so it doesn't sound to me like there's anything that the siblings could have done short of talking about it publicly. Yeah. And I don't know how much good that would have done anyway, but I do not believe for a moment that that would be the reason that they would not talk about Ruby. Yeah, it's I just it, I think it doesn't add up connecting something yeah. that's not connected. Yeah. And I un- I understand that we we're critical of these people because their livelihood is based on their children because they're not interesting enough to otherwise make it on the Internet, it would seem. And they're exploiting their children. There's no such no sorts of laws in place or unions or anything that child actors would have in kind of similar circumstances. They're just, their lives are on display. They get no say in it and they do these things. But to say that, like try to use some sort of thing to say, look how vile and disgusting these people are. They're like debaucherous. And that's why they wouldn't say anything about the, um, the abuse that was going on. It's just incredibly stupid and reckless and totally missing the point. And it, I'm even disappointed that I'm seeing like big YouTubers, like even H3 and Olivia, they only focus on Ruby. And Ruby is a bad person. Don't get me wrong. But Jody has a pattern of just destroying families. Like if you watched with John yesterday, it he has a personal friend that he knows that it happened to him. There was somebody in our, our comments that said that they also had an experience with, with Jody. So there's a pattern of this that we can see. Whereas with all the, the other Griffiths family vloggers, like the only really bad thing that we can point out is we don't think they're good parents and they're exploiting their children on YouTube for money. But beyond that, Someone just said, one sister is a nurse, a mandatory reporter. Thank you, Matt Bond. And here's the other thing that we should potentially consider. I'm not out here to defend the sisters. I don't agree with what they do. But here's the other thing. If they were consistently talking to law enforcement and DCFS about this, there's a good chance that they said, what can we do? And there's a good chance that law enforcement said, don't fucking talk about it. Because if we're like, if you think about it from a perspective of there, if there's like a detective or law enforcement working on this case and they're trying to put evidence together and then you get massive public influence involved and potentially spook Ruby. Totally gone. Like could further injure the kids, could like increase the severity of the punishment. They could fly off the map so we don't even know where they are. Like the potential risks of speaking up in a situation like this, law enforcement might have told them. Risk of that outweighs yeah. the benefit. They have to have time to build a case. So there's a lot of stuff like that. And can you imagine if these kids were being held prisoner in Jody's house and one of these people made a video saying this is what's happening and it's not right and it got all kinds of media attention, those kids could be in the ground. Completely real possibility. We just don't know. And here's the thing. 
Like, in a situation like this, we all want to blame somebody. Like, we all want somebody to have, like, we all want to direct the anger at somebody because being able to go, you know, the system, like, this person failed at their job or the system failed at their job or the sisters didn't do enough or, like, it gives us more control over a situation like this where we feel like there was this thing that caused this to happen instead of sometimes sitting in the ambiguous gray area of there were potentially multiple issues here that were at play. We potentially have a system issue. We have a DCFS issue where things are overwhelmed and underreported. And we have all these like problems that like mount in this little bowl. And that presents what created this issue. Yeah. So I think it's unfair to just target the sisters and say that they should have done something about it when there's so much information that we don't know. And there could very well be a significant reason as to why they didn't say something. And there could very well be things that they didn't see and that we didn't see. Yeah. And all these things. Like if I was concerned as who I am, like if my sister was doing something like this, I would march up to that damn door and I would sit there until she let me in. And if she didn't, I would break down the damn door. That's just me. But that's also a situation that we know nothing about. And we don't know what the sisters have tried to do. And there's all these different factors. And should somebody have stepped in by this point? And should somebody have done something? And should the system have worked better? Yes. But I don't think there's any one person here who's at fault who could have changed the direction of this. Yeah. In my opinion. Other than the people who are in jail for it. Yeah. They are ultimately the ones who not only failed, but uh, I mean, they were doing unspeakable things to these kids. Well, and we have to remember where to keep our focus, because if we change this into a ah, Mormon sex cult, then we're way straying from these people are your neighbors they are your friends. They are your coworkers. They are your people. They are capable of doing these awful things. They are religious people that are very involved in their churches. Like the yeah. purpose of this is to hold these two accountable to look at the situation and do things so that these things never happen again. And if we're focused on like the crazy ass Mormon sex cult thing, then nothing comes of that. Yeah. Like we've talked about Mormon swingers. If the yeah. three of them are out here screwing each other, you know what? It's gross Good and for I don't them. like it. The incestuous piece, but everybody's consensual, but it, then you know yeah. what? But again, the incestuous piece whatever. it has no credibility. It's whatever. Like no I don't I don't it does not matter in this case. I'm sorry. It doesn't. If we want to sit and talk about Mormon swingers, yeah. yes. Cool. Then it, it is interesting if it's the case. I don't think it is. But It does not, in my opinion, bear relevance in this case. It really doesn't. No. Because I just don't see it. It just doesn't make enough sense to me. Yeah. So it it's really disappointing to see people trying to make this a thing when it's really not. And I understand that. Things like this don't agree with your morals or what have you, but that's not what makes these people bad or unsavory at, you know, at the very best. Um, 
and to to insinuate these kinds of things and sensationalize things. I mean, it's like tabloids of YouTube just to like maintain relevance and things like that. And based on things that are like no like the whole culture of the internet lately has been no receipts and a guy makes claims with no receipts and just because it's the current thing we're going to grab onto it and we're going to treat it like it's a, a like an actual thing like I'm sorry I I just really I don't trust anything that guy is saying it's just it's when you just look like, at, at face value, it's just really disappointing. It's just like anybody else. Like, if somebody knew the Griffiths and had spent time with them and then came and told me, like, some very bizarre thing about them, I would have just as much faith in what they told me as this guy. Like, yeah. it's nothing against him personally. Like, it, it sounds like he's ex-Mormon. He got out of the church. Like, great. Love to hear it. But I don't... It's not a him issue. It's a, If yeah. anybody came to me with something like this, I'd be like... Okay, but I mean, it very well could be a him issue. And there was a, a multitude of other issues I took with this guy. It seemed like he had a vendetta against his ex-wives and he, he made every chance that he could to disparage them in the context of this situation. I don't love that. Which, yeah. And <laughs> talking about the person who was scamming him, he made sure to insult the fact that this supposed person was fat, of course. So I just don't. Blech. Yeah, not a fan. And I will not retract anything that I've said from the standpoint of I do not believe things with, like, absolute certainty that are unsubstantiated. And if you come to me with receipts, then I'll go, cool, yeah. great. But here's the thing. Even if this is true, even if they are all out here fucking each other and having a good damn time, what relevance does this have on the case? You're going to make an unsubstantiated claim that you think that at, that influenced the sister's role in this? Bullshit, you guys. Like, come on. Yeah. No. Like, we are trying to link things together that are not related. And we are also trying to insinuate that that's a reason that the sisters didn't do anything. Like... If they were doing something like that, like, let's say they have, like, a public indecency charge yeah. or they have those things, do you not think that talking to law enforcement would run the risk of that being exposed also? Do you not the, Do you not think that there are people like us who scrutinize these influencers and catch shit like that all the damn time? Yeah. Like, they run that risk just everyday life anyway. And this this is the information age. You don't think that there would be at least a couple other corroborating sources for this kind of apparently just rampant sexual deviance like i i just yeah. have nothing and if it comes out to be true it still doesn't i will eat my words but yeah what does it doesn't matter it doesn't change anything for me like if they're doing it with each other like like sisters wise like gross okay but everybody's adults so who am I to say anything about it? And I don't think that these sisters are good Mormons anyway. So if they were doing swinger yeah. parties, it wouldn't really surprise me. And I don't really care. And I don't know what relevance it has to Jody and Ruby. Because I think everybody is really quick to villainize the sisters. And maybe there's things that they could have done better. Maybe there are. Yeah. And I will absolutely hold space for the fact that they could be. But pinning everything on them and hinging the case on the fact that things wouldn't have gotten this bad yeah. if the sisters intervened, but they weren't because of some weird sex party shit. Like, I just, I just don't believe it. Yeah. I don't believe it right now. 
And it's detracting. This is the thing that upsets me is all these other like channels are going to pick up on this. And now we're going to be focused on on like the weird sex cult shit. And we're completely deviated from the thing that really matters, which is the actual facts of this case. Like the actual facts of these are influencers. These are mom bloggers. These are people who have a public persona of like being really amazing parents and giving like amazing parenting classes. And like, that's what's, that's what's bothersome to me because, you know, if it turns out to be true, then yeah, it's a separate video, right? It's a separate conversation. It's a separate influencer topic, but it does not deserve to take center stage over this. Like it does not deserve to take center stage because that's not what this is about. I don't care what people do in their bedrooms. I don't care what they do with each other. As long as it's consensual and everyone's an adult, I don't care. But now we're just straying from the path. And at that point, what's the point? Other yeah. to sensationalize, other to other than to garner views, other than to clickbait, other than to like I don't know. And people might not like that perspective. I've seen at least one person who said they were leaving the chat because they were so upset about it. But I don't care. Like, I just yeah. don't see the relevance I'm to this sorry. case. I'm sorry, yeah. I'm sorry. Like, this, when when we talk about information literacy, this kind of stuff screams fake. It And I, it's really surprising that so many people had sent it to me. And I don't blame you. You're I'm not like, oh, my God, you're such a dumbass. How, why would you ever send that to me? But it's, it's something that we have to be careful of because there's been so much stuff coming out. And it's shocking and our emotions get in the way. And a lot of times we, we don't really think those kinds of things through, but it's Well, not bad. to mention, somebody just mentioned it in the comments that, I mean, Ruby has more than just her three sisters. She has a brother too, that yeah. we haven't talked about at all. Then we also have her parents. Then we also have Kevin. Yeah. We also have Kevin's parents and siblings that are involved so you, on you some level. You can't lump them all in like because we have of these people's her supposed. friends. Like yeah, make it make sense. Ain't to no me. way she got friends. Yeah. Then so I just, the I I just it don't have. They words. couldn't have stopped the people who could have stopped it from getting this bad is Jody and Ruby. Not allegedly, I'm putting quotations around that because it's pretty fucking obvious, torturing children. Yeah. So. In period and a sentence. Yeah. The truth is salacious enough. This is. This is crazy stuff. And I won't even say unprecedented because I remember a couple years back the daddy of five situation, this whole prank channel surrounding these, um, this family with five kids and they were like posting straight up abuse and they, I don't remember how it came back around, but I'm pretty sure at least for a time, if not till today, they lost custody of their kids because of it. So our point stands. I do not believe this until receipts are proven. Even if receipts are given and it actually happened, then great. Doesn't doesn't change my opinion on the case. Yeah. Period. Like that's what it is for me. So, that being said, that is the end of my presentation. We have reached the end here. However, I am willing to answer some questions if there are any. Flocka! If there's, <laughs> if there, because this will be a VOD, if there are questions that we answered along the way, I will just let you know 
that we talked about it that already. we talked about it already you can go back and check it out um people were asking what we were referring to let me pull it up again real fast can we not i would just rather not yeah maybe it's better that people don't know and like i said this like essentially at this point is nobody like not getting any views and things like that so in a situation like this it comes off this is the best i can offer as he is trying to grab some views so anyway so there's that if you are still here please subscribe please like our videos our eight passengers coverage will continue throughout whatever comes of this um we will be there along the way and we will also we'll be doing an update on another mormon vlogger family oh are we doing that tomorrow i guess we could do that tomorrow it's it comes in at kind of like a weird spot but we were supposed to upload this video on friday and then i all this just happened. finished editing i had, was i had set it to render and came upstairs and we were eating and i go downstairs to check on the render come back off and up and jordan's like oh my god jody and ruby were just arrested and then everything went and to we were shit. like oh yeah for a couple <laughs> hours it was just so it was insane so bad. and then we did that video instead so we have a, a video that we filmed last week about not enough nelson's um exploiting the situation in maui over five episodes yeah um so that'll come out probably tomorrow yeah it's ready to go if you're a, a member or a patreon a patron you've already seen it it's up there for people to see um but yeah um do you think the mormon church will help fund their defense nope they only fund the defense of people who are directly related to the church like in a leadership capacity other than that, and okay, yeah. So questions, the court link. Oh yes, let me let me get it for you guys. Let me pull it up here, and then I will look at some other questions. Um, let's see. Yeah, Mormon Church won't help run their defense. No one's blaming Kevin. Oh, I'm totally blaming Kevin. Like, where yeah, the I, <laughs> I do not think that he's going to have as easy a time in this custody battle as if that's his what's lawyer happening. is putting on. I truly don't. <clears throat> what would the stand of the church be, uh, the stance on the church beyond separation or divorce? Because if I feel like they didn't start the process because he didn't have a valid reason. Um, they follow the laws of the land when it comes to divorce and things like that. Now, sealing, which is the the church's special ceremony that they do for couples where you're married for all time and all eternity, that is a different story. Um, you can be divorced civilly and still sealed. It's a, a it's a process that's difficult if you're not getting remarried to go through, and it has to be approved by the prophet president uh, Russell Nelson. So. There is that. I'm not saying that he won't get the kids, but it seems like he could be implicated in wrongdoing. Yeah, I wouldn't doubt it. I, I wouldn't doubt it. And the fact that they're still married, I mean, there are a lot of cases of child abuse where the husband is abusing the kids and the wife also is implicated in crimes because of inaction. I'm not saying that's the right thing to do. 
But if he did have knowledge of this kind of stuff happening, it's it's kind of difficult. As far as like the incompetent to stand trial and insanity plea and interest and everything, an interesting thing about Utah and um, like Idaho is similar. Idaho is more strict, but Utah has a really, really, really high like qualifiers for being able to be deemed like insane. Like you can't get the insanity defense yeah. in Utah. Like without some serious, serious, yeah, stuff to back it up. They're kind of up there, which with um, with Idaho because Idaho, Idaho has, has no insanity yeah. plea. They they were trying to get that with Lori Vallow, but the most that they could get was um, pushing back the the trial date. And she's now been sentenced. So, um, rotten hell. That yeah, she's awful horrible too. Bog witch. People are asking if Ruby's been excommunicated, not to my knowledge. Um, like, when all the Chad and Lori Daybell stuff was happening, Chad was excommunicated at some point. And they, on, in situations like that, they make a public statement, don't they? I think they did. Sometimes they make it public just so yeah. everybody knows that the church doesn't stand for it. Yeah, like again, been excommunicated. The protecting the good name of the church. Yeah. Um, so in cases like this, if they're really public, it, something like that could happen. Yeah. Uh, we don't know where the kids are now other than they're with they're in DCFS custody as we heard it last. I just dropped that link in the chat. Um, and that could be like DCFS personnel or that could be um, a family member. So... Um, let's see. So, Lori Vallow was Mormon. Yes, so was um, Lori and Chad. Lori is from Idaho. That is correct. Trying to go through what questions I haven't answered. Um, let's see. Trying to make sure... Yeah, we've heard that Chad has his own place there, or, or at least is living with roommates or something like that. We don't really know for certain. He's been generally out of the public eye. Yeah, we don't know. So that's which that's another factor. Him being away from this family, in my opinion, is the best possible place he could be. Same with Sherry. Utah, Utah is a mass, messed up place, but everywhere really is. I gave a bunch of, not a bunch, but I gave information on Ruby's lawyers um, a few minutes back. So if you scroll back, I'll add um, chapters to this when we're done, if I can. Can I add chapters to Avad? Yes. Okay. I'll add chapters to this so you guys can see it, and then you'll be able to kind of go back to certain things. So if... Children are being placed in protective, like, DCFS custody, then in most cases, primarily, um, they're going to do what they call, they're going to try to do what they call a kinship placement and find a family member that would be able to take the kids. And so that's generally going to be their first priority. Keeping families together is what they try to aim for. And so if there are people who are family who are willing and able 
and would kind of meet their qualifications to take the kids, they'll likely go to a family member and not into foster care. Chad is definitely not on a mission. No. Not last we heard. Uh, the lo- the VOD, you can watch it back immediately after this. Yeah, it'll be up. You can even scroll back now if you wanted to, but. Um, people are saying that Ruby's no longer a part of the Mormon church. I don't have any evidence to believe that. Yeah, no. The, as far as we know, she's still um, a Mormon. Yeah, I mean, I, I think this the blame gets placed on the sisters because they're very much in the public eye, but we have to remember that they're not the only ones in yeah, these people's no. lives. Um, so do you get pushback from the Mormon community when highlighting negative situations like yep. this? <laughs> yup. <laughs> All, All the, the time. time. Yeah. This has gotten us. I've had multiple comments already on other videos today of people that are like, you shouldn't say these kinds of things. And I, I understand. And I love to bring the, to people's attention the fact that I do not we don't hate Mormons well we hate the system we hate Mormonism yeah and uh, unfortunately Mormonism and the Mormon are inextricably intertwined um, so attacks on their church are received as personal attacks for a lot of people so like yesterday the people we couldn't do John's show on Friday because he—that's originally what he wanted to do. Um, but the people who we sent our child with, so we could do the live stream, were working in the temple on Friday. So, <laughs> so we couldn't make it work. <laughs> so, um, somebody said, "What do you think they'll plead?" I think they'll both plead not guilty. If I were, yeah, to guess. <laughs> Um, that would be my my initial thought. And then somebody else said something that I wanted to address. Um, let's see. Oh, would the older siblings be possible? Oh, Chad's on Visco. Thriving. Shout out. Yeah, I saw that. Um, would the older siblings be possible? Kinship things. It's not unheard of for like older siblings like adult siblings to take custody of younger siblings um again there has to be like things that have to be met in order for dcfs to be okay with that arrangement but in this case i just really hope i hope that there are other family members who will step in so it doesn't turn into that because sherry and chad are both still really really young and it should not be Sherry and Chad's responsibility to take care of children that are not theirs. Because Ruby was making Sherry do things with those kids that she should yeah. have been doing. Like, Sherry was mom a lot of the time. And she shouldn't have to do because that Because Ruby now. was vlogging. Yeah. That was her priority, was to vlog. And she is now, even very recently, was like... Oh, I shouldn't have done that because I was spoiling these kids like so lost in the sauce that she can't even see the forest for the fucking trees. Like that is not why what you were doing is bad. (sighs) Do I think Jody will continue to practice outside of her license? (laughs) No, I hope she fucking dies in prison. (laughs) Not anymore. I don't think she will. Oh, there's no way that she gets her license back. Especially, oh. And even if she did, felony with minors, there's no way. There's no way. Yeah, they would look up Jody Hildebrand, and the first thing that comes up is her 
child abuse charges. charge. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, standard to plead not guilty. I feel yeah. like they wouldn't. I, I understand you're innocent until you're proven guilty. But when somebody finds or a child escapes from your house with their their legs and their hands duct taped, I'm sorry. Like, it, it's pretty cut and fucking dry. Yeah, there's not much about that. Yeah. Um, I do not know who the family friend in American Fork is. That one's a... That one's a missing puzzle piece. Yeah, for no, sure. we don't really know. Somebody had brought up that one of the people involved in connections lived in American Fork, but there's not really any evidence that suggests there's a connection there. Yeah. Yeah, and Sherry's going to be <laughs> trying to work through all this shit, <laughs> too. <laughs> so it would be incredibly hard to, like, be in charge of four children and try to heal and try to go to school and like she's in my opinion she's too young for that i mean i would respect her if that's the choice that she made but i just don't i don't think that that will that will would be good for her so no ruby definitely was not weeping over this she was she only weeps for fucking apple apple bottom jeans and the boots with the fur (laughs) She did not give a shit about this. Which brings Alligator me... tears if she was. Or crocodile tears. <laughs> Which brings me to my point of we have an entire playlist of A Passengers videos. So if you're just getting around to this, if you want some background, we have a bunch of videos from before they got arrested that will give you lots of insight into what's going on. Why is it happening now? What were they like before this? Um, and you can find that on our channel if you... Click to our channel's main page and you scroll over to the playlist tab. You'll see the one that says Eight Passengers and Connections. And if you're interested in watching any of our other videos, we have lots of other stuff on there about Mormon vloggers, about, you know, crazy stuff within Mormonism. Like, we've got lots of stuff in there and, you know, we're... We're happy to continue coverage of this. It helps us if you guys support us. Subscribe, like the video. Um, This was... We're hoping that this, we were hoping that the case would get the attention that it deserves. And um, yeah, I also made somebody just mentioned I made a Jamie said I made a community post on our channel. If you scroll to the community tab, I give insight into which um, which videos to watch if you're new. And so I kind of put them in a nice order for you. So there's that also. Um, and then, yeah, any, the best support that you can give us is watching our stuff, subscribing. If you want to do more than that, you can become a member. You can click down below the video where it says join, or you can join our Patreon for $3 a month, and then you get exclusive content that way as well. So, and you get exclusive content as a member too. We do exclusive streams, and then we also do cooking videos with McKay. We also do some unhinged stuff. We also gave you a tour of downtown Utah. If you want to see all those things, um, you can become a member or join the Patreon. I did listen to the 911 audio. It is earlier in our broadcast if you want to go back to it. Jordan just read a transcript of I read that all three audio. transcripts. It's just a little more concise. Yep. Where is I'm glad to see that it's getting a lot of attention. If you see it other places and people are reporting inaccurate information, call them out on it and tell them to come talk to us instead.
All right, McKay's got a lovely little surprise for us. We live... I have to configure it because I, I was fucking with it over the... Uh, we live in Colorado now. Let me... Uh, yeah, we gave you a tour of the church-owned mall in Utah. Let me get it set up for you guys. Sorry. We got two little chat things going here. We'll just go boop. Let me add this camera... Yeah, make sure we love the shot he got arrested. Yeah, that's the that's the fun part. We can see the hearts. Thank you, guys. She had the baggy orange pants and the flip-flops with the straps. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. That was amazing. All oh right, guys. God. This this is probably the best one yet. I'm not As a lie. reward for you guys for participating in this, we'll give you a little surprise. Oh, here we go. We got one here, kitty. Give it to me. We got two kitties. Try not to give you a little palate cleanser. Don't look at the rest of our basement. Yeah, don't look it at is, our messy setup, but it is messy because we of got baloney on the outside, one. Tom on the inside. They be spooning. They're very cute. If you're new, these are our two cats. Those are our two cats. They are... Those are McKay's legs. They're my legs. Check them out. Um, they're brothers, Baloney and Tom. We did not name them. We got them from the rescue. Yep. Baloney <laughs> was his uh, God-given name. His Christian name. Is <laughs> his Christian name. <laughs> well, it is Baloney Sandwich and Thomas Montgomery are their official names. I think we will get body cam footage eventually. Those requests usually come in a little yeah. later. Two spoons of marmalade. They're so yes. cute. We love them so much. They are such nuisances and the light of our lives as well. So Indeed. A signed baloney at birth. <laughs> a bab. Baloney at birth. <laughs> <laughs> so anyways, we're like central Denver, Denver. area. Um, in Colorado, and we appreciate all of you being here. I promise if you hang around outside of the eight passengers content, even we are, I like to think, pretty cool. Yeah. Apostates off topic is going to be a eight Ruby and Jody moratorium. I don't want to talk about them because need I remind you for a while now, this has been a Jody Hildebrandt hate account. So they mentioned us subtly in a video. We weren't even the ones who realized it. It was sent to us. And they said, oh, my God, I think they're talking about you guys. And it was like fairly obvious that they were because we cover them quite a bit. And they were very specific about the people that they were talking about. And so they made some references yeah. to us. So it, it gives me pleasure that maybe they're sitting there thinking about all their haters. And, and we're in that the, we're in that group. This live will be saved. Yeah, don't worry. Yes, and welcome to everybody who's joined. We have a really supportive Discord community. Um, so if you'd like, we have the link in the description to join our Discord. And we have been complimented many times by how like supportive and amazing our Discord is. And it is very much like open and safe space for people and safe space for queer people. And it's moderated. Um, and so it's a really good place that if you want to continue to talk about this case, if you want to talk about other fundies, like we, yeah. we cover a lot of stuff. So our discord is a good place for that. Um, 
So check that out too. Grody and Puby. <laughs> <laughs> Jody Grody. Thank you so much. Yes, don't forget join the Discord. Um subscribe, like the video. We'll be obviously doing more updates and come back tomorrow where we'll have a video probably about not enough Nelsons. That'll probably be interesting for you guys. Tomorrow? Is that what we'll do? Tomorrow? Yeah, I think. Okay. Baloney is spelled the OG way. Bologna. Baloney transcends spelling and grammar. Baloney is spelled however you want to spell baloney. That's true. We could spell it the Mormon way too. <laughs> yeah. B O L O H L where am I? I? I got lost in trying to spell this. Uh, Here, I'll try out. to spell it in the chat. B O. Baloney can't. Yeah, Baloney can't spell. So spell his name however you want to do it. Baloney. There, there we, we go. go. Yes, T Froggy. That's a good one too. Oh yeah, we're almost to seventy k. Sheesh. Crazy. Yes, right. get us to seventy k. We love it. Thank you for all the people who are usual peeps that are in here. I see many of you. Um, thank you to our mods, Miku's Headphones, Song of Solace, Sage. Our mods are amazing. And yeah, Kazoo, of course. Yep. Baloney. That's a good one. Okay. So we also have Instagram at Jordan McKay. You can follow us on there also. So I think that about wraps it up for tonight. Can't believe we had so many of you in here. I know. Um, it was awesome. Hang around. Come back for more. I promise we have other good content outside of eight passengers too. <laughs> yeah. We do other, we're interesting. I swear to God. I swear this isn't the only <laughs> thing we talk about. <laughs> we have done it a lot, but we, we space it out. We've been spacing it out up until now. But we'll keep you in the loop. Subscribe so you know what's going on. If there are people who you think should collaborate with us. Let them know who we are. We're happy to meet with people. We're happy to talk with people. We have an upcoming collaboration with Funday Fridays here really soon. Oh, do we get that nailed down? Yes. Not a date, but it is happening. And we've got other things. Not tomorrow. We're planning. Oh, okay. I, it wouldn't go up for you guys tomorrow. No. Sorry. I'm asking. That's a. That's another thing. But anyway. That's a BTS kind of thing. Sorry. And then, you know. If anybody has an ear of H3, then you better hook <laughs> us up. Don't. Don't beg. That's that's embarrassing. Fan behavior, Jordan. I know. Boo. I'm shameful. Anyways. Thank you, thank you, thank you. We love you all love very much. Ya. Even if this is your first time here, we hope you will join us again. We've got new video tomorrow. We'll have another live stream on Tuesday and probably another eight passengers video sometime this week. So... God, I hope not. Stay. I'm going to be real. Well, I think we should wait until next week because <laughs> I'm, I'm so tired. <laughs> I'm tired, guys. So, yes. Send people our way. We'd love to collab with people. And we love you all. And we will see you soon. Bye.